evening, everybody. Welcome into the show. We are live here on the stage of Talking Track. My name is Ultimate DJs. I am your host. Here only two days prior to Christmas Eve. Oh, boy. What does Santa have in store for y'all? What does Santa Scopely have in store for us, Bubba Joe? <laughs> We're going to elude to it tonight. Also, we got some stuff to talk about. Feedback cycles asked, answered, and provided. We're going to talk about that coming up tonight as well. Also, I do believe that at least a few <laughs> of our Talking Trek staffers have received their Christmas gifts. We're going to find out what's in those boxes coming up here very shortly. In the meantime, let's find out who is here to get your Christmas learn on with the Talking Trek Christmas server sound off. Who's hanging out? What's up, Jerry Ryan on server 146? Thank you. Ivana Vaughn on 136. James Bond on server 35. Captain Oblivious waiting for Santa Kitty on server 30. Thank you. Empty Calories on 33. Stradalorian on 9. Deuces Wild on server 17. What's up, Ranging Ginger on 31. Admiral Poops a lot on server 42. Gherkin on 184. Thank you. Meows on 27. Resurrection Hunter on server 28. Shout out. Bad Intentions on 201. <laughs> Commander Taylor. All I want for Christmas is a server merge over there on 192. That's hilarious. Lord Farquaad, 146. Thank you. Bill's Mafia on 32. Scaly back from the Outback on 193. Big Bad Eddie, server 30, says Bah Humbug. You and Snake, you should start a club. <laughs> hey, what's going on? Uh, Borg, 104. Yeehaw from server 16. What's up, Iron Chef? Meli Kalikimaka to you as well, sir, on server 14. Thank you for being here. Omicron on server 16. Archangel Cito on server 15. Uh, Al Bill, server 38. What's up? Shady Pines on server 27 and 29. Bah humbug, he says. Uh, Jazzmeister on 167. And on 163. Captain Planet on 167. Thank you. Silverhawk on 49. Uh, Neon Plays on server 11. What's up, Ben Baggins on 14. Jim on the flagship server 15. What's up? Silent Killers on 31. Let's see. Major Heckler on 55. Lord Pete on 34. L.A. Ravager on 44. Currently fighting in a territory capture battle, Bubba Joe. That is happening over on server uh, 44. And 79 additional messages. Not too awful shabby, Bubba Joe, for late on a Wednesday. You know, I told you guys on Sunday during the stream, uh, you asked about the holiday schedule, Bubba Joe. And I said, I you did. know what? We can do a show, but Wednesday, it's going to be late. It's going to have to be late because I had to work today to cover the holiday, you know, the, the holiday shift changes. So I was working today. Although I did uh, indicate that I was probably... Did I say I was going to do a show Sunday? Because I've changed my mind. I'm not going to do one. Did I say you I was... said you were not going to do a okay, show? Okay, good. <laughs> well, then no change of plans has occurred, Bubba Joe. I I got to thinking about that, and I was like, I don't know why. For some reason, I thought that I said I was going to do one, and I thought that's not going to work for me. Like get Christmas stuff. So, uh, yeah, no show on Sunday the 26th. Now, Bubba Joe, you had indicated that that maybe you might want to do something. But, I mean, it's the day after Christmas. Don't feel obligated. You got you got family shizzle going on? I, I got stuff going on. No, if there was, you know, if there was uh, going to be a show or a need of a show, you know, I, I might get on and do something. But, no, I think we were 
think everyone was happy that we were taking the day off. Yeah, I think the 26th will will be gone. Uh, so we got here, and then of course we'll do Wednesday the 29th. We'll do Sunday, January 2nd, and uh, and proceed on a normal schedule as we get ready to wrap up season two here of Talking Trek. You know, we're not really like a normal season style show, Bubba Joe. So Snake Eyes, when I were talking, like how can we put all the podcast in like iTunes and stuff like that? And we thought. Well, we'll just do it by calendar year. <laughs> you you, you we'll sure do. you didn't have too many words in that description there, DJ? In the description. You could have stopped it. Yeah, you, you could have stopped it. We are not a normal show. We're not a normal Period. show. Yeah, that, yeah. that's true. <laughs> uh, Snake Eyes. Seasons, and, topics. That's right. Snake Eyes and I are talking, and we're like, the yeah. News. <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, well, the news is very normal, okay? Lots of people rip that idea off me. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I guess season three. We'll begin on Sunday, January 2nd. Hard to believe. And and really, season one was like a year and a month because we started this show this month, two years ago. December of 19 is when we did our very first show. Kind of hard to believe that we have gone this far. Uh, season three begins in January here on Talking Trek. And we appreciate you guys for running the gambit with us uh, for these last two years. It's been absolutely amazing. My name is Ultimate DJs, and it would not be an episode of Talking Trek, at least not a full-hearted one, Bubba Joe, if we did not check in with the stupid news headlines and find out what's going on all across this big, beautiful Christmassy globe. Stupid news! Yes, the news is here! Time for the news! <laughs> Thank you, Bishop. Bubba Joe Bishop over there on server 26. Shout out says just what I wanted to hear. Uh, on server 181, Mosher says no, please no. Captain Oblivious says please. A Christmas miracle would be no news. I Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no Christmas miracle for you here. Uh, as a matter of fact, I've got some interesting sci-fi news to start out with, Bubba Joe. Some interesting sci-fi news. NASA scientists uh, have recorded eerie shrieking sounds coming from Jupiter's moon. Not making this up, Bubba Joe. Eerie shrieking sounds coming from Jupiter's moon. But if you really wanted to kind of hear what it sounds like, if you want to hear shrieking from an infinite void, I recommend downloading uh, the new album from Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Trevor Noah is in the news uh, suing a hospital for causing him severe pain and emotional distress. When investigating the charges, it was discovered that the source of his distress was indeed that the guy in the in the bed next to him was watching The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. <laughs> I really miss Jon Stewart. It's so funny. Funny guy. President Trump is in the news demanding Bubba Joe that China pay $60 trillion as reparations for the coronavirus pandemic. You know, listen, politics, whatever, this, that. It, if China actually paid $60 trillion in reparations, I, I'd be cool with that, Bubba Joe. <laughs> I'd be fine with that. All right, listen, it's, it's cool. They would get it all back anyway on like all the you know stuff that we buy from them, but I'm cool with it. Sixty trillion dollars uh, coming in 
uh, as reparations for the coronavirus pandemic. It's a nice idea. Maybe a pipe dream, Bubba Joe, but it is a nice idea. Although it was a little weirder later in the article. It's kind of strange. Trump asked for the check to be made out to Trump 2024. So I'm not 100% sure what's what's going on with that. Uh, we'll I thought see. your stupid news was satire. Uh, <laughs> I know. Sorry. That one's 100% true, everybody. I apologize. Uh, a video has gone viral. <laughs> oh, a video has gone viral of a South African family, Bubba Joe, finding a poisonous snake in their Christmas tree. This was serious. This snake, it has such powerful venom. It can cause blood to pour out of every orifice your body has, like your ears, your nose, your mouth. Like, this was a deadly, deadly snake. Uh, We were trying to find which species of snake this was, and we found that the symptoms most closely matched uh, a snake called a burrito bowl from Chipotle. So, (laughs) which you're looking and you're trying to, you know, just watch out for that in your your tree. Patriots coach Bill Belichick. (laughs) That was good, right? Thank you. Patriots coach Bill Belichick has apologized to the media for being short during a press conference after his team's loss to the Colts. Although it's unclear if he was apologizing for being short during that press conference or every other one ever for all time. Not quite sure on that, Bubba Joe. We're going to have to get got to get back to you on that one. Domino's is in the news. Yeah, Domino's is in the news selling a new three-course pizza for the holiday, Bubba Joe. Uh, this new three-course pizza right now is available exclusively in South Korea. It contains appetizers, a main course, and desserts all on one pie. Meanwhile, the, the people of North Korea are also combining all of their courses into a single dish called rice. Uh, <laughs> the new... <laughs> that was terrible. I am so sorry. That was... Oh, that's awful. Uh, the new Master Triple Course Pizza. That's what they're calling it. The Master Triple Course Pizza is topped with balsamic sauce, ricotta cheese, shrimp, squid, barbecue beef, sweet potato, cream cheese mousse, and tiny cubes of cheesecake. Bubba Joe. Yes. Congratulations, Domino's. You have found a way to make Olive Garden look like traditional Italian food. Congratulations. To Domino's. Ladies and gentlemen, that is your stupid news uh, there on this pre-Christmas Eve Eve edition, Bubba Joe. I decided to to, to shorten it up there just, just a little bit for you, okay? We're good. We're good. Anybody anybody have any any overdose I'm really symptoms? Confu- I'm really confused. There isn't, isn't stupid news supposed to have a Florida man story in it? I, I, I must have missed it. I stopped. Be- okay. True, true talk. I'm preparing the show. <laughs> Lord Pete says, wait a second. <laughs> Olive Garden isn't traditional. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> listen, I'm preparing the show tonight, okay? And, I, of course, I get home late, Bubba Joe. I'm trying to prepare the news. I'm trying to prepare the commercials. I purchased my wife a new iPhone 13 for Christmas, okay? You're spoiling it now? That package was intercepted. okay that package was intercepted and my wife was like oh this is great i want to go ahead and activate it i'm like well you know wait till christmas she's like no so (laughs) so she activated her phone long story short my wife 
does not run backups, Bubba Joe. She doesn't run backups on her phone. So we're going through and we're trying to figure this out. And we look at our, our iCloud Plus and we've got 200 gigs. And uh, her phone warns her that her backup won't fit into the into the cloud. And so we're looking and I'm like, well, turn off your pictures because we actually have a OneDrive that, you know, that we back our pictures up into. So I said, turn off your pictures and the backup will probably go. Okay, great. We did that. Backup goes. Uh, but we're like, you know, you do need to back up the pictures into the OneDrive because we've got like a, a specific area in our OneDrive, Bubba Joe, where we put all of our pictures, right? All of them. So uh, we start the OneDrive app and the OneDrive, which has a terabyte, uh, also says you're going to run out of space. Now, what? What, Mrs. DJs? We look into her phone and there's 16,000 photos. 16,000. All right. Sounds now, about right. Now, granted, you know, the OneDrive has a terabyte and her phone was only like 256 gigs. So they all had to fit in the phone. Thing is, we've got so much stuff in our OneDrive that there wasn't 256 available gig. So here's what she had to do. She had to go through and filter them all down, right? She had to go through and delete what she didn't want, her screenshots, this and that, and blah, 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 her selfies or her memes that she had screenshotted, all this stuff. Anyway, long story short, I know I've said that three times, we finally get it all uploaded into the OneDrive. Bubba Joe, what I did not anticipate and prepare for is that all of my computers are connected to OneDrive. So I came out here today to the studio, activated the computers, getting ready to go, rebooted everything just in case Discord decided to, you know, have a fit with me today. And suddenly I see that we have 17.1 gig worth of pictures downloading on my OneDrive, downloading onto all of my studio machines. And I cannot get the commercials to transfer between the machines until the OneDrive is done. So I'm like, okay, forget a bunch of that. I'm going to fix it so that OneDrive doesn't download that particular folder. And in doing so, it took the 117,000 other files in that folder and then removed them from my machine and had to send like a sync file back to one. Long story short, I've been syncing pictures for like the last hour. Could have been on an hour ago, Bubba Joe. But the computers, the and you know what? You're absolutely right, Captain Oblivious. All could have been avoided... If she had just activated it on Christmas, like I asked, okay, like that would have solved everything. What is this? Okay, I got to turn that off. Whew, it's getting hot in here. So anyway, yes, sorry, Scalyback, short story long. There you go, Bubba Joe. Uh, good evening. Where, uh, where, 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 where were we? <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. I've got no, no game plan for tonight. Uh, welcome into the show. Appreciate you guys all being here. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. And the thing I wanted to lead off with tonight, Bubba Joe, is Expand. It was an event that uh, we fussed about when it first came out, didn't we not? And it was reiterated today. And I told you guys, on the last event, on the very last one, Bubba, of course, you said it as well, and a lot of upper-level players. This was not something that affected a lot of lower players, so we're going to get it knocked out of the way here. Uh, As a matter of fact, you may remember, last time we talked about uh, that Expand was tough for the upper-level players, and then it was, uh, what, the PvP Disco event that affected the lower-level players. Well, that one hasn't presented yet, okay? That one won't be until 
the actual date of Christmas Eve, okay, on the 24th, if I'm not mistaken, right? The 23rd is going to be, uh, Jesse, help me out with that on your calendar. Where was it? Got to find the calendar. Do I have the calendar pulled up? I might. I might. I don't. Okay. So where's Jesse's calendar? Here we go. Okay. Jesse's calendar indicates that Today was expand. Tomorrow's exploit, which is mining, okay? Mining isogen or mining uh, resources, okay? Mining or stealing isogen, mining steel, trite, or dill uh, in tomorrow's exploit. Now, by the way, do keep in mind, just real quick heads up, it will also have an accompanying solo leaderboard, all right? So uh, we saw it last time, Bubba Joe. If anybody wants to get up there and compete in that, you've got a solo leaderboard for mining ISO. You also have a solo milestone, which should be relatively obtainable uh, for most players if, in fact, you are uh, you know, trying to play in Turf Wars, which we'll talk about in a moment. But the first one was Expand. Uh, so we'll tackle these one at a time because Exterminate was the other one, uh, the, the PvP disco event, which had lower-level players in trouble. Uh, today, Expand, the first run of this, Bubba Joe, was literally tearing a Sarko, a Disco, or a Meridian, or they did have a small point uh, allowance in there, I believe, for spending Tetrions, and then um, spending Iso Resin, which there's only four researches for that, so some players had, had finished that, right? That was, your, that was your position, Bubba Joe. You had already done the only four researches in the game that cost Iso Resin. I also said on the last show that I would be in your boat next time, but I had one last research that I could do for ISO Resin. So I did it uh, during the last event, keeping my fingers crossed that there would, in fact, be something changed about this event. Got to be honest with you, I was very pleased with what I saw, Bubba Joe. I messaged you earlier today, and I said, well, golly, okay, Santa Kitty delivered again. I can't take any credit for this one. Uh, everything is going to be Santa Kitty, okay? Santa Scopely, Santa Kitty, it, it don't matter, all right? That's everything tonight. Uh, I'm all about the Santa Kitty. Uh, but Bubba Joe, we had this event uh, pop, and indeed, as promised, additional scoring metrics for uh, arguably upper-level players. Bubba Joe, we saw the introduction uh, of the metrics, including jumping with the Discovery Summoning and Mining Mycelium, basically a couple of metrics that surround the discovery. I don't know what your milestone was, Bubba Joe, but did you find this satisfactory to you guys? Because I, I found that I was able to to work this out. I haven't finished the event yet. Uh, I, I I might tomorrow morning, depending on you know what kind of armadas and stuff my team may run, or if I have to do much jumping or you know things like that. Because I I use my discovery uh, somewhat regularly, so I didn't want to just burn my celium for the sake of it today, Bubba, but. I'll probably use it a couple times naturally, and then if I need to use it once or twice more tomorrow, I'll, I'll do that. Uh, well, how fast is it mine mycelium? <clears throat> Not really that fast. I mean, it's it's fast enough, but, I mean, I hate mining, so that was the last thing that I wanted to do is extra mining. Um, but it's something that's not going to cost you anything. I mean, that's true. You know what? You're right, Karkin. So for, for those of us who are extremely cost-conscientious, then, you know, mining mycelium was an acceptable, uh, an acceptable scoring mechanic. Bubba Joe, how many points did your milestone need? Let's start there. 225,000. Oh, okay, good. The same as mine. So let's do, let's do a little bit of math Yours here. Two? Okay. Mine was also 220. Uh, 
okay. You know what? Let me check something on stfc.space. Because I did a thing today, Bubba Joe. <laughs> uh, Uh-oh. I did a thing today. Um, let me first check the milestones for expand. Here we go. Expand milestone brackets were, oh my, 20 through th- uh, 22 through 60. Everybody got the same event, Bubba Joe. So ops 22 all the way up to ops 60 required 225,000 points. Okay, I'm fine with that. You know what, really truthfully, I am fine with that because all the, you know, all of the points they do, I mean, it works, right? You tier the discovery. You could do that as low as Ops 25. Uh, 20, is it 25? 21? Right. 21! You can build that ship, by the way. Ops 21, you can build the discovery. Uh, Meridian, Sarcophagus. So that it scales well, okay? So I'm cool with that. 22 through 60 needed 225,000 points. Now, if I take <clears throat> my discovery out here, I can mine mycelium at 57,000 per hour. The problem with that, Karkin, if you recall... Those nodes are 800 deep. Like, that's it. All right? So, for example, if I take my discovery right now and I'm clicking on a node, it's going to take me 50 seconds to fill up. <sighs> Green data, anybody? Like, yeah, so like a lot of travel in between. But you can jump and cut down your mining time. But it's cheaper jumps because it's just you, not your summoner. <laughs> <laughs> that's, Mind fair. that's fair let's let's do the math on this what did i say it was 12 points Fifty-seven thousand five hundred times 12 18750 oh. oh bubba joe we're mine? we're so dumb we're so dumb bubba joe Why? because it would have taken us approximately 30 seconds to finish that event seriously i can mine my ceiling guys look at at your discovery put it in dock click on an on a on a on a gooey node all right you get 12 points per mycelium. I can mine mycelium at 57,500 per hour. If I take 57,000... Oh, wait, that's per hour. I'm a dope. I'm a dope. Dope, 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 dope. Um, 30 minutes, not 30 seconds. Okay, I actually take it back. I'm not going to mine it, Karkin. <laughs> 30 minutes at a time. <laughs> 50 seconds at a time. It's going to take me 30 minutes and recycling basically every 50 seconds. That's 35 to 38 cycles. Pass. It does sound very troublesome with the back and forth. Pass. Pass. Now, granted, Psycho Killer actually has a really good idea. How about you just put a horizon on it and let it sit for an hour? Okay, let's do that. Let me pull up a horizon. Uh, You know what? Just for, I'm going to use my Antares. I just I happen to have it here. I'm going to click on that mycelium node and Taurus at 24,000 an hour. So, first of all, we need a 225,000 Bubba Joe divided by 12. I need to mine 18,750. You know, even with an Antares Bubba Joe, 45 minutes on a mycelium node. The problem, folks, the problem is that it's only 800 at a time. 800 at a time, so you got to keep cycling that crap. Do it with all of your ships. All six, all five, all five. I don't care what you do. Just send them all. I'll just summon. I'll just summon. Okay. I'll summon four, five, six times. Because also, don't forget, you guys well, are getting points for cloaking. We've got dailies. So actually, I was lucky, Bubba Joe. I hadn't done my cloaking uh, daily today. So I did it. And after tonight, after you know midnight, I'll have it again. So that was an opportunity for me to spend six cloaks. 
at 25 uh, tetrions per cloak. So what is that? 150 tetrions or 150. Yeah, 150 total tetrions. 150 tetrions times 300 points each. Right there's 45,000 of my points, Bubba Joe. I subtract that from the 225,000. I got 180 left. Uh, I can summon nine times if I wanted to, but I mean, I don't know. What do you summon in a day, Handy? I probably summon four or five times a day anyway, naturally. Easily. I summon for everything. I don't warp anywhere anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Anita, uh, Anita actually, says that I'm, I'm whining too much. <laughs> uh, it takes 20 minutes, uh, 70 seconds or so on each note. You know, you're, you're 100% right, Anita. The, the problem with that is that I am not a fan of anything that is, like, super-duper active like that when it comes to mining. Like, when I mine green data, I don't do it in Yarda. I'll go to the next system over. It's, it's like a third of the speed. Right, but I will. Um, I'll go to that next system over, so it's actually a fifty thousand node. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not. I'm not a huge fan. I do like what Captain Planet says, which is kind of what I have done. That's why I haven't finished the event. All right, uh, I haven't finished the event yet, Captain Planet, because I was just going to do my normal everyday activities. Handy. I'm going to do my cloaking dailies. I'll do whatever jumps and summons that I'm going to normally do. And tomorrow, if I'm short, maybe then Karkin. I'll go mine a little mycelium, or I'll just summon to the next yeah, system over. Yeah, just finish off what you need, for sure. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe. We'll see. Either way, what I was pleased with here, Bubba, was introduction of scoring mechanics that everybody can participate in, whether you're Ops 20 or Ops 60. This, I think, was a very, very solid, positive um, reiteration of this event. Like, I, I am 100% okay with the way that this presented the second time. How do you... And if you wanted to do it, the jumping, you could buy a pack. They gave it, you know, my ceiling packs out. That's true. That's true. Scopely did launch the Elite Mycelium pack today if anybody's wanting to spend $100 on goo. It doesn't come around very often. for you, Scopely. Does that for you. <laughs> there you go. Karkin, Karkin <laughs> deserves a Mycelium pack because he just gave you a plug. Um, no, in all seriousness, that pack doesn't come around very often, Bubba. It is. It does not. It, it is arguably one of the few packs that I will buy regularly. I haven't bought it yet because, crazy enough, it, it was here, what, like two and a half months ago? I still have like 400,000 mycelium because I bought it twice last time. So, I don't know. I might skip this one. And as soon as I do that, it'll be eight months before they launch it again. I don't know. I don't I'm think probably it's ever sure. been eight months. I th I think nah. it comes around every couple of months. Yeah, and I still have I still have a few hundred thousand, so I feel like I might be able to skip this one. I don't know. I might pick it up anyway. Anyway, as Karkin points out, it is there. Uh, but let me come back, Handy. Uh, you were one of the players affected last time, right? You you didn't have any ISO resin to do. Your ships were maxed. Uh, how did you feel about this particular event? Were you able to to complete it with your sanity intact this time? Yeah, it was no big deal. I mean, I got it done pretty easily. I don't remember what I did, but it only took a few minutes. Well, you probably did it naturally, right? You did your cloaking dailies. Maybe you jumped around, did some summoning. You said you summoned for a lot of stuff. Bubba Joe, what about you? I haven't done it yet. Interesting. Why? Were, have you just not been in the game, or are you going to try to do it naturally and then just see what you need to, to supplement tomorrow? So uh, part of the reason is I had to uh, – well, not had to. I took yesterday off from the game. I, I spent time with friends, played games, uh, did Christmassy things. So just had a, uh, had a game, complete, a day of completely being unplugged. 
Uh, so that was very nice. I enjoyed that thoroughly. Uh, but uh, so then I had to do all of yesterday's events in a blitz early, early this morning before reset. And I kind of burned myself out. I'm like, I don't really want to get in. And I saw the event and I'm like, I don't want to mine. I don't want to jump. I'll come back to this later and see what happens. So uh, I have been in the game. I've been hitting hostels. I've been doing some grinding, but I, that event just still upsets me. And yes, it's better. I, I would not say I am a hundred percent satisfied, but it's no longer an F. You, you mentioned to me last time that, that you do a lot of summoning too. Like you do a lot of stuff in deep space. I do summoning in, uh, to prepare for, to bring my miners up. That's when I use summoning. I don't use summoning to bring a combat ship up. Uh, I don't use summoning to go other places. What I try to do is I try to get on the game five minutes or 10 minutes before I actually want to play. I send the ship. It doesn't cost me anything. And if it gets there, you know, now granted, I understand there's a lot of servers that are at war. So if you send a ship and it's idle, it's going to get hit. I get it. Not everyone can play the same way I do because I can send my ships and I have a reasonable assurance that someone's not going to blow them up, mostly because most of the players can't. So I have <laughs> I was, that, you know, I, was gonna say. I have that benefit. <laughs> um, but but uh, so I, I work a lot of places like I'll just hey again. The reason I like mining is I can do it when I'm not on my phone. You know what else I can do when I'm not on my phone? Warp to a system. So. You know, the only time I use my uh, mycelium is when I have to due to warp range. Now, for most of you, Admiral Poopslot is completely right. For most of you, spending ISO resin was the number one best mechanic that was available within this particular event. I mean, there's the research that's available requires so little ISO resin that one research probably finished this event for a lot of you maybe a second research possibly but iso resin had such a wild point multiplier on it let's take a look at stfc.space somebody name one of those four nodes i don't care which one it is i mean I, i'm in the game i could look but i was looking at the event anybody got uh, got a name on one of those bum, bum, i do surcharge north whoa that was like four people at once what what is it now ISO charged. ISO charged. There we go. Okay. ISO charged. Uh, let's do cargo hold. All right. Let's do cargo hold because that's a great one. Max cargo size for all survey ships. So a lot of you guys hopefully should be doing that. Let's say that you guys have already done, um, let's say, level four. Let's say you're going to go to level five on that one. That would require ops 33. Still a relatively low ops number, Bubba Joe. That one requires 1,800 and 45 ISO resin, uh, ISO resin. If I take the 1845 and I multiply that, uh, 1845, if I multiply that by the scoring mechanic of this event, which was 800 points per ISO, okay? 1.4 million points. There is no doubt about this one, guys, that ISO resin was the easiest way to go. It just was a problem last time because not everybody had that available. Let's say, for example, you were going to do ISO charge cargo hold level one. All right. It only takes 155 ISO resin, but it's also a really super quick research. Uh, and it's still got you 124,000 points. So, a level one and a level two research was enough, all right? Uh, and by the time you got to, like, say, let's see, let's check level three, 475 times 800. Yeah, by the time you got to level three, I mean, so really anybody could have done this. Anybody. Unless, Baba Joe, unless you had it done. 
Unless you were already done. Unless you were already done. Which is the boat that I found myself in. The boat that Bubba Joe found himself in. And Handy and Wambulance and pretty much anybody who anybody else who who is a high-level player who spends time on research. Okay? Look at Jim, what he just writes. A level three research completed the event. All right? Let's take a look at that again. A level three only requires 850 ISO resin times 800 points. It's 680,000. You only needed 225. A level three would have done it for you guys. All right? A level three would have got it. DJ Gurr says, I was the same way. Had all those done couldn't go anywhere i needed an alternate mechanic and let's face it the uh, the sarco tearing the sarco bubba that's not exactly as cheap as the 800 first, well the first f- couple tiers of the sarco which is like the first couple tiers of any ship are not terrible but but you know what cost comparative to a level two research at ops 29 you know what I'm saying? Or, sorry, 27. My bad. A level two research at Ops 27. Cost comparative, 475 ISO resin. I mean, that's literally what? How much is 475 ISO resin? Isn't that like a single day's refine? It depends marine? on your level. So let's see here if I can find. So 475. And then, by the way, that's one single day. So, no, it doesn't depend on your level. It looks like it depends on the tier of your meridian. So perhaps, Bubba Joe, this wasn't an appropriate scoring mechanic for a low, low 20s level player who doesn't have a high-level Meridian, perhaps. Maybe the Discovery came back into play. Then again, maybe the Cloaking comes back into play. Uh, Either way, I was pleased to see three additional scoring mechanics here, Bubba. Uh, And and for me, the second attempt, the Redemption event, uh, definitely definitely left me more satisfied more satisfied than it did last time. Um, regarding the upcoming extermination, the PvP disco, I don't have details, like specific details, but I am being told that they were examining the grace period, Bubba Joe, for lower level players. Now, we've actually talked about this a time or two. I don't want to get too deep into this tonight, uh, or we can. Uh, I'd prefer not to, but I... Got a couple of comments, Bubba Joe, after a show uh, that we did uh, about this specific thing, right? About the grace, okay. about the grace period. Uh, for example, with the Vidar, we we've specifically talked about this on the show. I think we talked about it in the chat as well. With the Vidar that can be built at Ops Twenty Five, all right. Scopely has in their Borg events has built in a natural buffer. That buffer is Ops Twenty Seven up through. Ops 27, all right? Because here's how those events have have played out. If you are Ops 28 or higher, you get the Borg event. Vidar or not, okay? Like, don't care. If you're Ops 28 or higher, you get the Borg event. If you're 27 through, what is it, 25? Is that when that ship can be built? Let me take a quick peek here. Vidar, it can be built at 25. So if you're 25 through 27 and have a Vidar, then you also get the Borg event. But see, that's the if, Bubba Joe. They've got a query in there. If you're Ops 25 to 27 and if you have a Vidar, then you get the Borg event. If you're 27 and down, all the way down, and don't have a Vidar, then you get a substitute event. You get an alternate, all right? That 
was a very well-received mechanic, Bubba Joe. When the Borg first ran, as a matter of fact, they did not have the grace period built in. You remember? It was just 25 up. If you just turned 25, and we've talked about this, right, Gobbles? We've talked about this, the bad timing of promoting an ops level. All right? It's, it's Sometimes, for some players, it can be just rotten luck. You just press the ops button, and now you're in a new ops bracket as far as competition and SMS requirements, but you haven't had time to build the shipyard. But everything in this game is centered around ops. That's how everything is queried. So you might have clicked the button for ops 25 yesterday, and you got a Borg event today. Well, you're still three days away from being able to build the Vidar because of your shipyard, for example. So they right. built in this grace period. And we simply suggested that they do the same thing with Disco because there wasn't one. The event for 21, you can build the Discovery at 21. Now, I guess, granted, they did put in a, a, a grace period a little bit because that event only presented to 22 plus, Bubba Joe. So at the very least, if you had just clicked Ops 21, they didn't necessarily require you to have the Vidar or uh, have the Disco. But no grace period, right? Ops 22 and higher, you had to do Disco PvP. Bubba Joe, that might, arguably, they were in the exact same boat as you were. Literally, no way to score. Sure. Except there was those ISO armadas, but that didn't count because they disappeared quick. Everybody was doing them, whether it was the only scoring mechanic or not. It was intended for the smaller level guys, but... (laughs) I was a, I was a selfish 41, I guess. I saw one. I saw the opportunity at points. I ran it. <laughs> you know? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't I? It was part of points. It was points. So I ran it. All right? Um, but there was no grace period there. So we suggested the grace period. And I told you, I think, on the last show, I suggested 28. That's obviously too too high, Bubba. But, you know, shoot for the stars. You might land on the moon kind of thing. Um mm-hmm. We had some conversations about it, what they thought was appropriate, uh, what they thought might be too much or too little as far as a grace period. I don't know what they're going to land on, and so I'm not going to throw out an ops level right now. But I will tell you, if you are even in the mid-20s, even in the low-20s, maybe not 21, maybe you're 23, and you don't yet have a disco, that needs to be a priority for you. Okay, It's got to be a priority for you because you are going to find yourself right there on the edge. Let's say that they did make it 25, Bubba Joe. Well, that's fine. All right. But but even at Ops 25, a lot of players don't have a disco. And I and one of the messages I got, Bubba Joe, was, well, how are players supposed to know this? How are players, you know, because the words that, that were thrown back at me, Bubba Joe, was I said, there's a little bit of, a little bit, not a, a bunch, okay, admittedly, but a little bit of player responsibility in promoting your ops before you have the capabilities that should come with that ops. I got a little bit lambasted over that, Bubba Joe. Now, I responded the same to everybody who messaged me about that, and I said, listen, I kind of stand by it. If you're ops 28 and don't have a disco, why not? So let me ask the community here very, very quickly. Is there a reason... Of, and, and I'm not saying it, it needs to be good or valid or whatever. I'm, I'm just curious, like for a legitimate reason why a player would not build a discovery. 
All right. And and if you want to come up on stage and, and rebuttal me, absolutely. Karkin, is there any reason that you can think of? You're a lower ops level player. Is there any reason that you would not use a discovery, not desire to build one? No, I like it. It's great. It gets you places. It's useful. It saves your butt when it needs to. It, it emergency gets you where you need to go. When you, it's it's great. I would I pushed it on everyone. Get it. Okay. Now I'm so, actually seeing in the chat, Bubba awesome. Joe. I'm seeing in the chat. Point to that. Yeah, please do. Go ahead. So the counterpoint is, how are you supposed to know how good the disco is if there's nothing that walks you through how good the disco is? You Let's know, say you're that's brand what the new player, to the game. That's what the player said. Where is there a guy? Did they not read the research the that game. says summoning and how awesome it is? <laughs> but what, it's in the what first page. It's not hidden behind 40 ops. I can't see nope. any of the 40 ops research, so I can't like Google over that. But I've had plenty of time to read every single bit of research that's coming up. In fairness, Whether, though, Karkin, you're a long-term experienced player of this game. You understand the mechanics. And you were here when Disco launched. A new player. You got to remember one thing. I, I, For example, let me just use this example, Bubba Joe. When I downloaded and started playing Eve, uh, was Eve Echoes, was that the, the new one that just came out? When yep. I started playing Eve Echoes, I came into that game and did not know anything. Even though a lot of those mechanics were as old as Eve Online itself. What, how long has that game been out? 12 years? 20 years? All right. That game's been out for ages, and a lot of these mechanics were the same. The game might have been a little different, but the mechanics were largely the same. If I miss the first run of that, I'm not going to understand that. This player had a very valid point. What so is you. there wanna, What is there I, in the game? And it sounds like, Bubba, that's exactly where you're going. Where am I supposed yeah. to learn this? So let me read exactly what U.S. Discovery Summoning says in the research tree. It says, unlocks the summoning ability for the USS Discovery. <laughs> I, I don't know i hear i read i hear this is awesome buy it now that's what i <laughs> right and i can try and guess what summoning might mean right i can try and infer but there's nothing in the game that says this is how summoning works there's no tutorial video now there's lots of content creators out there and there's been lots of discussion on it and on all these mechanics but that's the reason you wouldn't do it. it's like well i don't know what this ship does why would why i got I got my Sally. Why do I need a discovery? Or I got my my D three. It's just oh, it's the best thing since sliced bread. Why do I need a discovery? Um, it's got these new parts. I'd have to manage. What's so cool about it? And there's nothing in the game that takes you back to all of these previous games. Why do I care about a divorce? Like what's the point? Latinum? Like what? So all these different things that they've put in. A lot of them have different levels of usefulness, but there's nothing in the game that says, if you missed the arc, here's why these things are important. Oh, man. You know what I smell right here, Handy? I smell a New Year's show for New Year's players on all event ships, what they do, how important are they, and what priorities should they be built in. That's what I smell. You think we can do that in one show? What handy? Sure, why not? That's, I say that's a great idea. Why not? You can do it in one show. I think I think we could do it in one show. Yeah, Bubba Joe, there's we not could that do many it. Chips. Yeah, there's there's only what like half a dozen, not even that five I can think of. Yeah, that could five be specials. that could be done. Now I want to come I want to come to the chat because you know what, Bubba Joe, right here in the chat we are seeing some responses <clears throat> very very uh, 
um, consistent with the messages that, that I was getting. For example, I know players in the 30s that don't have one. They don't want a one-trick pony. Um, <clears throat> but it's such a good trick. It's a right? really good trick. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you're right. It is a one-trick pony, but it's like it's like that <laughs> it's like the $500 trick, okay? It's the grand prize of tricks. Uh it it is, you know, I said I wish uh Big Country were here at the moment, but I said at the time that I felt like it would be the best ship in the fleet. Now, I don't know if it trumps the Vidar, Bubba Joe, but if it doesn't, it's number two. If it does not, as far as event ships go, if it's not number one, it's number two. And and, and I think it could be number one. All right, I really do. Captain Bull is coming up to the stage. Let's see if he's got some commentary on the Discovery. Welcome to the stage, Captain Bull. Good evening to you. Merry Christmas to you and your family. How are you, buddy? Merry Christmas, DJ. I'm great. How are you? I can't complain, buddy. I'm here with friends and, and hanging out, so we're good. Tell me a little bit about your experience with the Discovery. You're in an alliance here on 15 that does spend a fair amount of time uh, involved in altercations with other teams. The Discovery probably has maybe a different application to you than it may even to me. Tell me if you feel that that an Ops 25 or an Ops 22 should be building this ship. I actually... I'm going to take a little different perspective here. Perfect. I don't think the discovery is as important. I don't think the mission ships are as important as the officers that people have missed out on. I mean, you know me, I've always been an officer guy. Mm-hmm. We've recently had a whale player and a dolphin player come back to the Alliance that, uh, you know, had real life stuff going on and are coming back. And the biggest place they're struggling is the officers they've missed. The TOS officers, the Discovery officers, because those are great PvP officers. Mm-hmm. Well, that's... And also the TNG as far as just their dailies. Yeah, and that's and that's true. You know, and, and so why, Bubba Joe, to, to the point that I was making about rushing your ops and, and skipping over these ships, and, and Bull is providing a secondary perspective there, it was, listen, it's not just ships you're missing. If you're going that fast with your ops, there's other stuff. And we've said it here on this show, Bubba Joe. What's a third piece that you're missing? You're missing ships, you're missing officers, and probably, maybe, Bull, arguably, possibly, the most important component of this game. What else are we missing if we're fast-tracking? Probably research. Research? Research. Okay. But, to that point, how do players know? Golly, maybe maybe we are going to have to do some kind of a a crash course for new players because there so, is a, a perspective there. Before you go on, Bubba, let me read a couple of these comments. Dragon uh, writes uh, from Server 17, I'm level 27. Disco is a low priority. Vidar and Franklin are more important to me. Uh, on the other hand, Captain Oblivious writes, Disco is the second most utility, uh, most useful utility ship in the game. No reason not to have it. Get it. Make it a priority. Captain Planet says, no, listen, I totally get that position. They're shooting for the Vidar first. Now, Captain Planet, let me let me ask you. Uh, excuse me. There is, a, granted, people can start earning the Vidar now. They can start earning BPs for a Vidar at Ops 20. All right, if I'm not mistaken, that's where Cosmic Cleanup begins. Anybody... Anybody counter that? I, I'm almost sure that that's correct. 
Okay, so Ops Twenty is when the uh, the the blueprints start becoming available for the Vidar through Cosmic Cleanup, and of course there are event stores, but we've only had an event store. Let's say you joined in the summertime. Well, there's only been one, Baba Joe. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, there was a fair amount of loot given. If we go back to that show, if I remember properly, there was approximately 440 or 480,000 loot uh, during that event store. So enough for players, but the, the event store loot was limited to 50% BPs. Okay, 50% BPs. So even if you were here for the last event store and you were able to earn enough loot, you still couldn't unlock the Discovery or the Vidar solely by that event store, which is probably, Handy, a fundamental reason that if you're going to continue to bring in new players, if you're going to continue to recruit and continue to market and advertise this game, and you're going to require six months. I mean, think about this. If you're going to require a minimum of six months before you're even going to allow a player to get that ship, but on the same uh, by the same token, you allow that player to become Ops 20 within 30 days, that's a problem. Like, that's an actual game development problem, Bubba Joe. They're using the mm-hmm. sourcing of the ship from two years ago as the model for today, yet they're making it possible for players to be Ops 20 inside of 30 days. All right? they are going to have to either A, remove the 50% BP limit, all right, or they're going to have to slow down the earlier ops, which they're not going to do. Right. So they, they, they need to take that into account. I wouldn't even care if it was a low ops event store. Like, target it, right? Ops 28 and higher, if you're wanting an extra discovery, Bubba Joe, you want an extra Sarko, fine, 50% BPs. If you're 27 and down, you are the target audience that this game is seeking today to join the game. And if you're 27 or down, it's likely you've been in the game less six months. Uh, Sorry, less than six months. I couldn't even speak. I think I might have had a stroke right there for a second. The veins popping out on my forehead. If you're 27 or down, you haven't had the chance. Yet Scopely expects you to progress in the span of 30 to 45 days and then further provides... Re, uh, provides events that require this content. Okay? So, again, back to my original point. We are going to see how this reiterates. I requested a pretty large grace period, but, Bubba Joe, I did marry that with with maybe 5 to 10% player responsibility. Folks, you have got to, and I know I'm preaching to the choir, but if you've got new players on your server, you got new players on your team, you have got to make them understand the value of a steady progression instead of just just going nutso, okay? Because what we're going to see is continued examples, continued examples of players progressing beyond their ability to unlock stuff. And because of that, they will miss content. Bubba Joe, it's pointed out to me in the chat that a lot of us well, all of us, actually, who played when Disco came out, got it for free in a battle pass. And by the way, that wasn't a paid battle pass. That was a free battle pass. The Disco was given for free to all. That does not happen for players today. 
maybe, Bubba Joe, if it's a ship provided free for all, that there should be a secondary backup mechanic, maybe a set of missions, right? Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe something in their in their uh, uh, faction stores somehow. Okay, this needs to probably be addressed. Scopely, you well, gave they did the sh- same thing with the Vidar, didn't they? And the Franklin gave it to us for free if we battle passed it. And they, believe it or not, Franklin wasn't here during a battle pass. Franklin came that out. Was, yeah, that was before. Yeah, they came out with missions. So uh, they're. You know, and I know this is probably a deeper game design thing, Bubba Joe, but one that has become obvious to me over the last three to five days when players came back and said, hey, listen, you know, I kind of disagree on the player responsibility. Although I still, like, the knowledge, you should have the knowledge, okay? (laughs) You should seek the knowledge. However, Bubba, what was what was kind of reminded of me, and, and, and this is a, a problem with higher ops level players, we don't remember, okay? These guys haven't had it available. It's not even right. been available. And if you're going to take a new player to the game and push them to ops 20 inside of 30 days, then the content that should be available at that level should be available within 30 days. Or 45 or 60, maybe. Certainly not six to eight months or more. All right, what if it was another five-month or six-month event store, guys, and it had a limit 50 or a limit 50%? Now you're talking nine or ten months? It's just that's not good enough, Scopely. You've got to – you're all about the new player experience. You've got to remember the new content when you're writing events that require earlier content. Most of us here, 35 plus, we, well, except for Bubba, we love the PvP disco event. You know who hated it? (laughs) You know who hated it? A player who downloaded your game in the last 30 days or 50 days or 90 days. And you gave them an event without the tools to compete in the event. Now, if I'm looking at churn, if I'm looking at new player retention, Bubba Joe, (laughs) <laughs> that might be enough as a new player to, to make them so mad that they just say F it and quit. Maybe not, but maybe. Is that a risk that should be taken? Scopely needs to re-examine the new player experience. They've done a phenomenal job, Bubba Joe, with progression. They've done a phenomenal job with progression, but now the content that you expect these players to be able to have with that progression you need to make that available. That we're gonna have to do a better Agreed. job. We're gonna have to do a better job of that. And I know that there's a sub ops thirty ultra recruit pack. There probably needs to be a sub ops twenty uh, recruit pack, and it probably needs to be bonkers good. I know people are gonna say, "Well, you're making it too easy on them." Well, mm, Scopely has made it easy with the progression, but now if we don't provide players tools to match that rate of progression. They're going to suck at this game, right? I mean, let's let's rip off the Band-Aid. Bubba Joe, if they go to Ops 20 in 20 days and have no officers and no ships and no research, they're going to suck. Can anybody, and they're not going to have fun. They're, thank you. They're not going to enjoy themselves. Why? Because they suck. And it's not even their fault. 
they're going to log in and progress the way that the game lets them, right? I mean, when you join a game, you're not automatically expected to know the deep-rooted mechanics. I mean, sure, find yourself a content creator and plug in, but even we, Bubba Joe, haven't gone back to talk about the discovery and why you should have it built by Ops 23. There's a couple of really good points in the chat. How about this? The discovery really is kind of trashy until summoning unlocks, which is Ops 35. How about that one, folks? That right. summoning is before Ops 35. Hang on, let me double check here. Summoning U.S. Sorry, Ops 30. I've spoken correctly. Ops 30. Okay. So, Bubba Joe, let me ask: If you're looking at your Vidar at Ops 25, all right, and you are speeding through, let's keep in mind you're moving pretty quick. You're moving an Ops level every couple of days, right? Would your focus be on the Vidar? Or would it be on a ship that doesn't give you its full potential until Ops 30? Oh, it absolutely would be the Vidar. Mm. And, and, and it would be the Vidar because it gives you faction credits, which you can then turn into the recruit chests, or you save them for ship BPs. It's absolutely the Vidar. I, 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 think, I think that early on, if we were to look at this objectively, it's, I think, Captain Planet has correct. I think it is... Uh, I, well, I disagree about the Franklin being first, but it is definitely the Vidar. No, he's talking then, about the Franklin came first at Ops oh. 17. Chronologically, okay. he's right. Franklin, then Vidar, okay. then Stella, then Disco, and it was spread out over its own content arcs. A player joining the game today has a lot to catch up on. So I think that it's the Vidar, and then it might be the Franklin or the Stella for as you're progressing through Ops, because when you need the Disco is when you're trying to extend your range and reduce your warp time, right? That's what the disco really excels at. And as much as that is a benefit, and everyone says how awesome it is, I am included, I say how awesome that is, it is not in any way required. It just makes the game better for you. So I would say that to me, the Vidar is the most important ship because it helps advance so many different aspects of your gameplay. Well, this comes back to this event, and and so. But if, before we get too far away, I, the one point I wanted to make is you you said, "Hey, let, not, not, let's next year let's talk about these event ships." And I agree. I think we should have a show that just talks about these event ships. But I think a more important thing to put together would be a ops level walkthrough, something that says, "Hey, if you want to just go willy willy nilly." blow through all your ops levels you're safe until ops 15 and then you've got to do this or an uh, ops 15 is when you have to decide oh do i want to be pvp'd or not uh okay so then that, what's your next decision point okay well the next decision point is you got an event ship that's coming up and that might be required for this that and the other thing and then you have this next event ship that comes up and this is an important event ship for these specific reasons um something that is a uh, an ops progression video video series something like that that can be put together that you can point players to and say hey this is what you should be looking at as you are trying to progress as a new player in this game trying to understand and make sense of all these previous event ships i agree and i think al bill kind of says it really nice and summarized like guys what we're talking about here is 
Camping, <laughs> right? What we're talking about is camping. What do you need to have done before progressing beyond a certain level, which is what you just said, Bubba Joe. There are camping spots. And, you know, we tried to do a show on this not long ago, but really I think we started too high. We started talking about camping in the 30s. Maybe we need to go back. Maybe we need to go way back, you know? because well, so – go ahead. Well, I was just going to say because – and, and then let me let me add one other thing. If in hindsight now we're saying that the disco continues to be a secondary or a tertiary priority, then we need to be cautious about these events, Bubba Joe. Whether or not, and I know don't don't take the high road on me here, Bubba Joe. That's not the reason you don't like this event. <laughs> All right, I've got you on tape. No, with the reason you don't like this event. But in true in, in true talk, maybe as much as we enjoyed this event, maybe there really should be a, a, a significantly higher grace period. You know, I said I was shooting for 28, expecting 25. If summoning doesn't open to level, thir- to level 30, then maybe it really does need to be 28. So, you know, especially if it's not as big a priority as Stella at 27 or Franklin at 17 or or uh, Botany Bay even. We're forgetting about the Botany Bay, but that's pretty daggone important. I mean, you guys, we, we don't talk about the Botany Bay much, but every single one of you use it at least once or twice a month. Some of you more often, some of you less often if you bank it for an event. All right. Then you got the Vidar at 25. There are ships that do have a priority here. Perhaps the grace period on Discovery really should be 28, especially when you're talking about moving through all these levels and ships in the span of 30 days. I think Cloak has stolen away some of Discovery's thunder, especially when you're looking at PvP. So you can summon your ships back so someone can't kill it, but now you can just cloak it instead. You can summon your Sarko into a node, for TC, but now you can just cloak it instead. Mm. Mm. So, DJ, I, I hate to disagree with you. I don't hate to because we do it a lot, but um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't think it's a camping discussion, right? I think it is a warning players discussion, right? So, for let me give you an example. Uh, back when G4 launched, right? If you went from ops 45 to 46 within the first, might have been nine months of the game of it launching, G3 was removed from the packs. You had no warning. There was nothing there to tell you that that was coming. You were just SOL as it came to G3, right? And eventually they did offer a specific pack that was just G3 so you could get it again, but it wasn't available. It was it was missing, Right. There are things like that that happen. Events that change from G2 to G3, G3 to G4, and you are you have to know, or you sh- there should be someone somewhere, I mean, obviously the content creators do it, that is going to tell you, if you advance this ops level, these are the consequences. Your event bracket changes, or at least changes as it is right now. And we know that Scopely can change that at any time. But your event bracket can change. Your rewards are going to change from this to this. Your reward scaling is going to change from, you know, thousands of dilithium to tens of thousands of dilithium. 
Um, but the events get harder, right? So understanding the potential consequences of a level up and then what ships should you be looking at? What ships should you be building? Do you need to get a faction ship? Do you need to get a faction miner? Can you just use horizons? I think something like that, and you don't have to have all the answers, but just something that can kind of give players some information of what might be expected of them, right? And hey, now you are Ops 25, you are X levels beyond this ship, so if Scopely comes out with an event that requires this ship, they expect you to have it. So be mindful of that, right? Understanding what those pain points are, because I honestly, I don't remember. I would have to go back and look. When can you build the Botany Bay? When can you build the Vidar? When can you build, uh, you know, a North Star, right? Those are things that I... I am so far beyond, I don't remember anymore. And for the most part, I was well beyond their requirements when they came out in the first place. Right. But I think that's the piece of information the players are looking for. It's like, what is the consequence of leveling up? They level up and they go, what happened to this event? Or what happened to these rewards? How did I miss this? And, and you're um, right. You're right. But but do most of us, like here within this community, and I, and I want to move on from this here in a second, but within this community, we're invested. We we listen to a content creator for five or six hours a week who pretends to be a cat. Like we are so into this game that this is the kind of content and entertainment that we seek. A brand new player is still deciding whether or not they like it, Bubba Joe. A brand new player is not watching content six hours a week. A brand new player is just going to do what the game lets him do. And for us, Bubba Joe, the progression was slow enough that we had to slow down and smell the roses. We were forced to. Okay? Bull, you and I came up together. I remember us asking, God, who was it? Was it Thorn? It was Thorn. We were asking Thorn to come crack bases for us with his baby jelly so that Ops 15, we could use our little fortunates and our envoys to try to pick up 10,000 steel at a time. All right. Hey, my envoy had spinners and Christmas lights on it. That's right. And, oh. guys, and guys, that was the rate of progression. You had to raid that way for months to get to Ops 16 or 17. I mean, maybe not months, but it was a long time that the Scopely forced that on us. They forced us to learn how the game worked so that we could progress, Bubba Joe. It's not that way today. They just hand every – it's a gigant, ginormous candy bowl, and you just come up and you pick as much as you can and you go, even the events. I mean, guys, really – We've said this over the last few months. The refinery doesn't even matter anymore. The refinery doesn't matter anymore. The events do. I mean, the refinery helps. It's nickels and dimes. It, I'm not saying that it doesn't matter, okay? Maybe I should rephrase. It's not your primary source anymore. It used to be Bubba Joe back when a $100 pack had 13 uncommon in it. And yes, folks, that existed. Getting seven from the refinery was big news. All right. Now 
that one event can give us 800 uncommon, maybe a G4, okay, obviously, but getting seven from my G4 refinery doesn't matter anymore. Scopely needs to rescale the beginning of this game. Either you make it a little bit harder because you force education on the players. Bubba Joe, you were talking about where are players supposed to learn this? Good question. We had to learn it in order to progress. Today, progression is handed out. Why does anybody need to learn it? And then an event like this happens. Now, I'm going to wrap up with this. Perhaps, based on what you guys are talking about in the chat, maybe this is an event that has two possible outcomes. A, Scopely, maybe we should look a little bit harder at making this an actual solo milestone event. Okay? Because at least under Ops 30. Because it's like the baby jelly now. All right? Bubba Joe, do you have a baby jelly? I do. Jesse, do you have a baby jelly? I'm one blueprint away. <laughs> you suck. Karkin, do you... I'm kidding. Karkin, do you that have a... That was a little harsh. I know, that's, that's hilarious. Why don't you <laughs> have, do a have a baby jelly? jelly. How do you I not have, have a baby jelly, Jesse? I have one on my alt, but I don't have one on my main. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, geez. Handy, do you have a baby jelly? Nope. See, I'm not laughing at I Handy. Have two. I'm not laughing at Handy. He hasn't tried. Jesse's one blueprint away. All right. Now, jokingly. <laughs> it took me like two years to get a baby jelly. I was going to say, now, jokingly, why do I ask that question, community? Why would I ask these level 50-plus players if they have a baby jelly. Maybe they Is that did. a baby jelly event? <laughs> well, maybe they did buy it early on. Maybe they came back and got it. Do you not remember when it was available in the event store here about six, uh, well, maybe a year ago now? It was Actually, it was last Christmas. Wasn't it, Bubba Joe? Last Christmas, the baby yep. jelly showed up in the, in the event store. And, we, and players who didn't buy it the first time around could actually earn it for free. I asked that question because now it's a nostalgia piece. Bubba Joe, Handy, and Soggy, just real quick, one-word answers. Would you mind a jelly-only event today? Yes. <laughs> Jeff, of course, Jesse would. He's one blueprint short. Uh, <laughs> Bubba Joe. No, I don't think I would. You wouldn't mind it, or, or you don't want it? You I, 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 both. I, I don't really want it, don't need it. I'm not nostalgic. Like I'm not a collector. I don't need old ships. Okay, fair enough. The problem, Handy, that You know presents, my answer, DJ. It's the same answer I give for the discovery-only event. You don't like single-level-only ships. The, here's, here's the issue, all right? Bubba, maybe you were onto something and I didn't realize it, all right? The, the use of these style PvP events with a singular, older, maybe a nostalgic-style ship is, is right here. We're seeing the evidence of it. Players are limited in their progression, Players are encouraged to progress in another way, right? Uh, in compare, like like we're telling players now, don't focus on discovery until you get closer to Ops Thirty because the Vidar and Franklin are more important. Meanwhile, Scopely says, "Hey, Ops Twenty Two Plus, here's an event that requires discovery. So, should it be an event, Bubba Joe, or should at uh, as players? And I have said this in the past, as players." Should we recognize that there will be events that we cannot play in because we have chosen a different path? Where 
should that line be, Bubba Joe? Should it be with Scopely for not offering the event just because a handful of players may not be able to play in it? Or should it be an event that's made available and players understand, (laughs) who am I kidding, but players acknowledge and recognize the fact that if I chose to focus on discovery closer to ops 30 that I'm not going to be able to play in this event at ops you know when, when it comes out for ops 22 plus should I be okay with that that's the question so I I would rather have events be more available to a wider audience than a narrower audience right um you know Everyone had, uh, or just about everyone had a Rialta, so that event at least had the access problem worked out. But I think that, you know, like, if you were to reverse this, and let's say Scopely made an event that said, you have to use G4 ships only. We're not going to offer it to, if you have a G4 ship, you can use it, and you can combat, you know, whoever you have to go fight, whether it's PvP or PvE. I wouldn't be in favor of that event either, even though I have access to it, because... I think events should be have the widest possible audience. And, and I get the accountability thing, but I think that, you know, they've got to be careful, especially with these event ships, in understanding not everyone's going to have them. And especially the new players coming up, they're going to see, what do you mean I can't participate in an event? And I think that their most likely reaction is frustration and not being driven to go get the ship. Well, that's certainly some of the feedback that I got. And it surprised me, Bubba Joe. It surprised me. So, uh, you know, I. but you know what? It, it's it's fair because I was here when Discovery came out. I earned it during that arc. It was given to me for free. It's not the case today for players who have joined the game since September of 2020. And we're going to have to be a little bit more careful with those events, I believe, especially if sourcing is literally unavailable without what, everybody? A credit card swipe. All right? I mean, that's that's literally what it comes down to. If you joined the game six months ago, there's no possible way you could have had a discovery without swiping a credit card. Talking Trek welcomes Fog on 15. Uh, Server 15's first level 55 broski. What's up, foe? Welcome to the stage. Your comments on the discovery and its rate of acquisition for new players. Hey, sir, it, it always makes me wonder why during these lulls between arcs, they can't revisit some of this stuff that people have missed. You know, sometimes, you know, a few days, have a, have a mini arc and give people a chance to get those, those ships they didn't get. It would be a great idea to kind of fast track that stuff, you know. I, I mean, because here's the thing, you're fast tracking everything else. And that was kind of the point I was making earlier. You're fast tracking everything else for new players. There needs to be a, a sub-20 recruit pack that that, like, you know, Cost, maybe it costs the same, Bubba Joe, 800 ultra recruits, but it gives you 100 shards <laughs> or something crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you've got to, if you're going to make it so daggone easy to press that ops button because you're drowning them in resources and materials, there's other areas of this game that they are going to have to keep up with in order to be successful. And, and when I say successful, I mean be entertained. Have a good time with the game because, listen, I've never played a game that I completely, totally, and 100% suck at that I continue to play because I love it. That's a lie. I play golf. That damn Texan, uh, welcome to the stage. Your comments on the USS Discovery. Foe, thank you, buddy. Appreciate you, man. Uh, Texan, go ahead. 
Yeah. Um, I believe the Discovery is an important ship to anybody who can get access to it. But one suggestion I haven't heard anybody or seen anybody suggest for the new players that aren't able to get into the arcs that have already happened, why can't Scopely make specific missions or events from those arcs available to new players when they reach certain levels? Absolutely. It's genius idea. It's absolutely genius. And kind of what Fo- what Foe literally was just saying was, hey, you know, let's come up with a mini arc, uh, something between the arcs, that that allows players who are newer to this game to to catch up, right? I mean, that's that's everything else that Scopely is doing is letting them catch up. Servers are Bubba Joe. Their evolutionary cycles are growing faster than your server and mine. They're catching them up. All right, new players to the game are getting officers faster. Or uh, rephrase, uh, getting materials and resources faster. Guys, I'm here to tell you. I would be willing to bet five bucks, Bubba Joe, that a level 15 doesn't, uh, new to the game, level 15, does not know how to raid. Who wants to take my bet? I'll pass. You're going to pass. Why would you pass? Because Scopely is drowning them in resources and materials. They don't need to raid anymore. Bubba Joe, raiding, you don't raid. The upper ops level players don't raid anymore. And now if the lower ops level players don't raid anymore, the mid-range ops players, Bubba Joe, we still raid a little bit. But once we graduate and don't raid anymore and the new players come up and they don't raid, guys, this is the exact same problem, uh, not to get, like, real world on you, but this is the problem with, like, trade schools, right, Bubba Joe? The world is going to run out of electricians here before too long. You know how hard it is for me to find a good contractor here to come up to my house and do work? There, I had a, okay, true story, real quick, then I'm going to take a break. This past week, I had a problem with my heat, Bubba Joe, my outdoor wood-burning stove. I was, uh, you know, you guys have heard me talk about mm-hmm. this. All right. I had a problem with this stove. I couldn't solve it. I, I don't know what's wrong. Okay. I don't know what's wrong. It's not heating the house. We had no heat this week. Do you know how hard it was to call somebody to, that, that could work on this? Because I called the previous homeowner. He gave me the guy who installed it. He's dead. So I, I'm I'm not kidding. Right. By the way, I, I, I believe it, you. It's crazy. It's crazy. I, I kind of laughed at the irony of it too. Hold on, it gets better. I called the company that he worked for, closed and out of business. I called the manufacturer of this stove, closed and out of business. So then I Google. I just Google, okay. Uh, wood burning stove repair guy. Okay, and Google shows me a couple of phone numbers I can call. Nobody works on this stuff. Now, I'm, I'm getting off topic, but my point is the same. Bubba Joe, eventually there are going to be learning mechanics in this game that are going to no longer matter. They're going to be forgotten or phased out because Scopely doesn't make them available anymore. And that is going to cause the decline of education on certain mechanics within this game. When Scopely just hands it to a level 15 player and does not require a core component of this game. I'm telling you, you take 10 level 15 players right now, 
over half of them won't know how to raid. Does anybody want to take that bet? I'm going to bet that it was a dead raccoon in your... It wasn't. It wasn't a dead raccoon. So dumb. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, I got one more event that I want to talk about, Bubba Joe. Away team's assignments. And maybe, perhaps, I will have super secret special news for you on said topic right after this break. My name is Ultimate DJs. You're listening to Talking Treks Christmas Eve 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 special. (laughs) We are Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. We'll be right back after this break. Hang on. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Product 7, the breakfast cereal that's not even half as good as Product 19. And now we present The Night Before Christmas by Jussie Smollett. T'was the night before Christmas and all through the big house. Not a creature, believe me, not even a mouse. Those muggers attacked me and messed up my hair, but a jury decided I wasn't all there. So here I am lying in my new prison bed as visions of Subway sandwiches dance in my head. When I woke to a loud sliding door that was near, a big prison guard told me someone was here. I knew in a moment that it must be St. Nick, but... It was my lawyer, and he laid it on thick. He said, Jussie, you fraud, you'll be here every night. Merry Christmas in jail, as you faked a big fight. Grandma's got no vaccine, so she's not here. Stuck at home in her house Christmas Eve. You can say there shouldn't be a mandate. But as for Joe and Fauci, they believe We'd been thinking of a Zoom call But the odds of that are low Cause she could not turn on her camera And her microphone was turned down really low When we stopped by Christmas morning She was drinking Johnny Black She had hiccups with her eyes red And she was so drunk she flashed her neighbor Jack Grandma's got no vaccine so she's not here Stuck at home in her house Christmas Eve You can say there shouldn't be a mandate But as for Joe and Fauci they believe Mistletoe, Bubba Joe. 
Thank you, Kelly Clarkson, for singing about how awesome mistletoe is. Mistletoe is one of my favorites. It's like the most romantic part of Christmas. Bubba Joe, I am. I love this time of year. I wish Ripper were here because he's been talking about how much he loves Christmas. Like, that's what he's been talking about for the last couple of days. I mean, not even that. Like, you know, for the last month and a half, this boy's been working on his 29-foot-tall Christmas tree. All right? He loves Christmas. There's there's really not a whole lot about Christmas I don't like. You know, I, I like, you know, of course, getting together with family. But I also think it's, like, super romantic. Like, especially if you can get a little bit of snow going, just like a little, like just a flurry, something pretty on a crisp, clear night. Maybe a, maybe a horse-drawn sled, you know, like you go on a ride underneath the full starlight and the moon with a little bit of snow and some mistletoe, and you can like, you know, bunny kiss on your honey. It's awesome, but someone's, someone's been watching the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> I totally watch. No, I don't. I don't, I don't have time for TV. <laughs> I would if I had time to sit down and watch a month's worth of, of Christmas movies. I totally would. I love it. As a matter of fact, I will tell you this. The other day, uh, I don't remember what day this was. There wasn't a whole lot going on, Bubba Joe, and ABC's Freeform. You guys know Freeform. It's like they, they do. They really, they're really good at Christmas, okay? They do the 20, what is it, the 28 days of Christmas or 24 days of Christmas, whatever it is. They play, I mean, seriously, nonstop. It's just nonstop movies, right? All Christmas movies on, on Freeform. The other night, they were playing uh, The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. They played one, two, and three back to back to back. I may or may not have watched all three of them back to back to back. Like, it was so, so good. I really, really enjoyed it, and uh, and Freeform is is so good at Christmas. They're so good at Christmas. Uh, so anyway, that's what uh, that's what I spent some time doing the other day was watching watching uh, the Christmas movies on uh, the that their that their television. Um, oh, great! This is good. This is real good. We have do we have no internet? Cool. We've got no internet again. By the way. This is not oh. an internet problem, okay? Not. Did tons of investigation this past week. Not an internet problem. This is 1,000% that scope that, uh, scopely, that Discord's client just can't stay connected, okay? It just won't. Like, nothing wrong with the internet. If just now, while I'm gone, I could have run a speed test, it would have been fine. This client won't stay connected. Piece of freaking garbage. Garbage! Hate it. Noah showed me a video. <laughs> Noah showed me a video tonight, Bubba Joe. Last time we were on, when we were doing the YouTube show here just a couple of days ago, he thought it was hilarious and recorded me while I was screaming at Discord about how they deserve to be like dumped in a garbage can and lit on fire and like run over by a truck and all that. <laughs> He's like, Dad, could you get in trouble for saying that stuff? I'm like, probably, maybe. Don't ever do that. But he had me on video <laughs> talking about how terrible it was. So anyway, uh, yeah, no, it's in the. I left it in. It's in the YouTube. Anyway, Bubba Joe, do, do are we back? Are we good? Are we back? We're good. Okay. Uh, I was telling you guys a great story about the the Santa Claus movies. I watched all three of them: Santa Claus with Tim Allen, one, two, and three, back to back to back. That was the story. Blah blah blah. Okay, let's move on. 
stupid Discord stealing my holiday Christmas cheer. All right. Uh, speaking of stealing your Christmas cheer, let's talk about Turf Wars just for a second. <laughs> just for a second, Bubba Joe. Real quick, raise of hands. Um, anybody going to be organizing uh, a bunch of takeovers like on Christmas Day and Christmas Eve, stuff like that? Oh, yeah, of course. Really? Seriously? Why not? Yeah, why not? Oh, okay. You know, I actually well, had somebody message me and say, really, are you going to go around and bully all the smaller alliances? No. And I, guess what my reply was? Yes. <laughs> I said, bully? Really? Question mark? I was like, it's an event. And then I followed it up with, you know, if you have a problem with the event, you should be talking to Scopely, not me. <laughs> you know, a really interesting conversation happened today, Bubba Joe. Um, it started with a player. I got to be real careful on how I present this story. Snake Eyes witnessed it. So I got to, you help me out here. Okay. Help me out here. Today, I saw a single individual come into our private chat and said individual was quite upset. This event is bad. It should never run again. Terrible event. Get it gone. Evidently, I need to mail a check to someone. Now, here's the deal. Okay. Me, myself, and I cannot stand to not take an opportunity to argue with somebody. (laughs) However, Bubba Joe, in this developer chat, I decided I would hold my tongue. There's no good that was going to come of it, right? Absolutely not. This individual said his piece, and that was that. I said nothing. Then another individual came in and said, yo, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to paraphrase some of this conversation. If you want to win, you need to work for it all. Al- this is not me, by the way, not me. This is another influencer who has Scopely's ear, not named ultimate DJs. If you want to win, you need to work for it. All alliances have the same opportunity. My alliance has in fact. Continue. I'm sorry. Totally true. My alliance has decided to enjoy our holidays and just keep our territory intact and grab a few adjacent systems during the week. Not going to be stressing over trying to get people online during Christmas. Okay? Totally true, Bubba Joe. Player Player number one. The only way to win on my server is to drop all territories and spam all the tier ones. This is a bad design. At this point, Bubba Joe, I couldn't, I couldn't contain it anymore. Only three sentences was enough to raise my blood pressure. I couldn't take it anymore. I had to interject. 100% agree with player two. This is not an event designed to allow alliances to sit still, keep their territories, and be paid. No, it's not perfect, but it's done. And I said the same thing. I've I've told you guys the same thing three shows in a row. It's done what no other TC event ever has, and it's stimulated at least some activity somewhere. I give it a huge thumbs up. It's done something that's never been done. Okay? And 
Uh, I followed that up with uh, when he was talking about dropping the the tier one, uh, spamming all the tier ones. I said, wrong. You can do that. You can do that. But you need to win to score the most points, which is indeed their design. Player number one says people don't even have to compete. They just drop a pin and, and stay at home, which was a valid complaint, right? And why I said, hey, listen, let's add one extra mechanic. Let's add one extra mechanic to, to count scores, right, of the takeovers. That was my suggestion from the beginning to, to help make this a little bit better. But nonetheless, all right, someone needs to go and win that takeover. That alliance will score the most points. And that alliance who is willing to, and Bubba Joe, we have a fundamental disagreement in the terminology, the definition of the word move, all right? You yes. believe that moving should be adjacent and, and snaking your way. And I think movement is anything that is not what you own right here at this moment. Moving is getting up and moving, going somewhere different is my definition of moving for the purposes of this event. All right. This player seemed to not understand that winning the territory didn't matter if there's eight to nine takeovers a day. And I said, absolutely winning matters, as did players two, three, and four that have joined the conversation now. All right. Winning absolutely matters. Player number one complains that the last run... <laughs> Tell me if this sounds familiar. In the last run, the top spots, one through five, belong to alliances that did not own and have never owned a territory. Does that sound familiar? Yep. Okay. And this, my argument was, was the intent. My response is, apparently no one bothered to really math this thing out and interpret the event to maximize their points. That said, if those top five alliances didn't own a territory but still went through the motions, I've said this to you guys, and still scored the points and still uh, at least dropped the pins on those takeovers compared to your alliance that sat on their butts and chose not to move, why should they not? get paid moreover why do you feel deserve uh, that you deserve to be paid for doing nothing now players five six seven eight and nine have all chimed in Bubba joe and i told and i'm going to name her because everybody loves her all right and she by the way did not offer an opinion everybody knows official moderator jess all right. Everybody knows official moderator Jess from the official Discord. She is probably the most beloved uh, moderator that everybody has. Uh, she described the mechanic of this event, Bubba Joe, and I loved it. I loved her description of this event. The event name should be renamed to Drop and Hop. <laughs> Drop and Hop, everybody. Okay? Drop and Hop. That was the point. Stimulating activity whether you like the activity or not Bubba Joe you said your alliance decided not to move that's fine completely cool a lot of alliances did that a lot of alliances decided it wasn't worth it to move it wasn't worth it to drop and hop but if you again fundamentally choose not to engage with the mechanics of an event then you are choosing to skip 
that event. Plain and simple. All right? So this other player says to player one that moving around, winning, fighting, battling, and getting the win points was the way that the Alliance was going to win the ALB. Player one's response blew me away. And this is what drives me nuts about territory. And I'm only telling you this story so that you can maybe see from another perspective why this is all so fundamentally broken. And it's not, it's not 100% on Scopely. Player number one responds with, F that. We are keeping a list and will make sure that any alliance that dropped and hopped will never even sniff a territory in the future. To which my response is, ah, I get it. You're the kingmaker, the I decide the rules, the I own the map, the entitlist, elitist mentality. You guys must be an absolute joy to play with. All right? He responds with, we are the kingmakers on our server. And I respond with, you're the problem with territory capture. You are the problem, sir. Okay? And to anybody who has this attitude, you are why territory is bad on your server. It's one thing. It's one thing for Bubba Joe's Alliance to say we choose not to participate. Okay? Totally fine. I am 100% about that. Bubba Joe, if you chose not to participate and a number 20th ranked alliance dropped and hopped, do you find it? I'm not, I'm ex- not offended by that. I don't have any problem with any alliance that decided to participate in this event the way that they wanted to participate, whether they decided to drop and hop, whether they decided to, if they decided, hey, you know what? We're going to take your territory. We're going to bust up your zone so you have to do something else. If that was what was happening, I'm not upset. I'm upset at the design of the event is flawed. And and I and I'm waiting for an opportunity to say something, but I don't want to turn this show into just that event. And I don't know when I'm going to have an opportunity to talk about it. So because I don't want to turn the entire grading show into just that event. <laughs> well, I'm gonna let's so, go ahead and do it because I don't want to spend a ton of time on this. I want I wanted by telling this story, I wanted to demonstrate how passionately even the influencers are. Okay, moderators, content creators, and player advisory panel, even they are passionately discussing this. Uh, and and there were, I mean, there were some really good conversations. All right? Most of them were not in favor of the kingmaker attitude. And I listen, I'm not judging. If you want to do that, that's fine. But you don't get to come back and complain that you didn't get paid because of a choice that you made further to to exert this kind of will on on somebody else because they did plan an event is like douchebaggery at its best like rough so so I have a number of problems with this event, but the biggest one I have is the perspective of the of the alliances that are forced off of the map for a week and a half for no purpose other than to advance the alliance that decided to employ 
the drop and hop strategy. And so they come in, they boot you out of your territory because you maybe have 40 or 50 active players. You can't stand up to the large alliance that's decided they want to do this. You have no chance at winning your territory capture. So you can drop the pin. You're going to get the points for that. You may even be able to then from that point on drop lots of pins and do well in the event. But you've, your d- gameplay was disrupted for at least a week, probably longer, and then disrupted again for the second run of this event if someone decided to do that. And I think that is an unfair tactic to take against an entire alliance for an event. And that's my problem with may, the event. May I ask a question? Sure. Has any of those players, and, and I mean any, I mean, even one. If, if I'm wrong on this, that's fine. I'm sure there's going to be one. H- have many of those players come to you and said those exact words? Like, have they said to you, Bubba Joe, as a voice of the community, we know you're on Talking Trek, you're a super huge big deal, and we love you. Can we have your autograph? But by the way, <laughs> but, but by the way, <laughs> by the way, Bubba Joe, you're 100% right. You represent me i'm in an alliance that's ranked 20th we had a tier one and we think it's unfair that the big alliance came and took it from us has has that conversation actually happened i appreciate you you wearing the white hat but my experience my, my conversations with players have been that they've actually had fun with it and 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 not only that even if they lost they were still able to score points by dropping pins even on the bigger guys. I literally, and, and, and I'm, I mean, I'm not talking, it's not representative. I'm not saying 100% uh, of players feel this way, but, but my interactions, which may have been 30, 40, 50, 60, okay, of players that I've spoken to, literally nobody from a smaller alliance has come to me and said, this was BS. So I, I have had people mention that, conver- that those conversations to me, and and I I have felt that way when when I saw some of the maps that were disrupted and how you know a third or more of the territories were just left empty because people came in and they moved and they if there was an organic movement like if you were able to snake around the map and you took territories that way you could at least see it coming right you could say you know what we see what's coming for us. Maybe we jump to this this zone over here that's across the map, and we avoid the path of this, or we can do so, we can adjust for it. But there's no warning. There was no capability for someone that had a tier one zone to go. Oh my goodness, we could get thrown off the map here. I and think, I think the only warning that that you need the 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 way that this territory zone the way this territory capture was written the only warning you need is that your territory is coming up for a timer like that was kind of how i always interpret you always needed to be prepared when we first talked about it that's what we said but, you need to okay, be able but, to defend like you need to be prepared for that to come the large alliances settle into their zones right wrong or indifferent they take the zones that they want to have because they want to get the particles or they want to get a specific ability or they want to do whatever it is that they want to go do and then you can settle in across the map. Or, you know, if you decide, you know, being near them is the appropriate position to be because, you know, no one's going to come challenge them. So maybe being near them is safe. You know, you have that possibility. Now, I wouldn't never want to do that, you know, if I was a smaller alliance, because there's always a chance that they get a bug up their nose and decide to sweep you off the map. But, you know, you can position yourself in a 
in a in a place that might be relatively safe and this event encouraged people to discard what they have and hop into your zone because you are an easy target they could easily take it and win it and drop it and move on to some other zone see i i don't think it had anything to do with the alliance being an easy target it had everything to do with that zone scoring points so let me ask you this, DJ. Did you go after every single tier one, every single alliance's tier one zone? No, we did not. Or were you going after ones that were very beatable? No, neither. Well, neither. Let me tell you from our perspective, um, we are going after any zone that's not an ally, whether they're a strong team or not. Okay. So Handy did that. That is not what Big Country did with our with our takeover. We actually did not take all the tier ones, as Karkin has alleged. All right, we did not. Do I that. question. I didn't. Let, I <laughs> was curious on how you. I thought it was a lot. I thought you guys were very active during that. I, I will tell you exactly how many we did during the first run of the event, because let's see. Here we go. Here we go. We played in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in the first run total. So our strategy, Bubba Joe, was not to take from an alliance that we could beat or every tier one. Our strategy was literally we are going to move all the way across the map and establish a new five-zone territory pattern while also getting some points along the way and, and taking our, our adjacent zones. So, yes, we did bump uh, a few alliances off the map and immediately drop four points. But we also, out of those eight, we kept five of them. We kept five. All right. Now, on the other hand, I will say and acknowledge to Captain Oblivious that just because that didn't that conversation didn't happen to me doesn't mean the sentiment doesn't exist and that's why I even said it ahead of time I'm sure it's not a hundred percent but I would imagine that it's probably from the lower player perspective as Bubba Joe was speaking from I think it's probably less prevalent than maybe what we are are assuming it would be because a lot of the the alliances on 15 had fun and, and further, some of the takeovers that, that were, in fact, challenged, uh, you know, Big had the suggestion that, hey, why don't you guys fly? Like, he didn't mandate it or anything, but why don't you guys fly in there for, you know, fly in there with, with lesser-powered ships, you know, to at least maybe have a little bit of fun and give, give yourselves a chance to be blown up. We are the number one alliance. Not a ton of people can kill us. I, I acknowledge that. But if we use some smaller ships, we can at least make it a sporting fun event out of it. I mean, listen, the Jets have to play week after week, Bubba Joe. Okay? They still got to play. <laughs> All right? So I get it. Wow, On that's the, just mean. I know, isn't it? On the other hand, Doug says in the chat, listen, DJ, you can't say that it doesn't exist. Bubba speaks for me on this. Bubba, there you go. And, and I, listen, I'm not saying that your position doesn't exist. I just wonder if it's as prevalent as, as what we think it is talk to a lot of people who, who felt like this was stimulating even if they lost because guess what when they lost 
they were also able to bounce around freely without tether to drop pins and fight other people, maybe all the way across the map, Bubba, as you just suggested. They are in a better position for the event, certainly, but they are not in a stronger position as it relates to refining isogen and getting particles and the things that you want to be on the map for in the first place. I would argue, and, and I may be wrong, okay? You guys can tell me I'm wrong if, if you think so, but I don't think seven days, all right? I, I don't think seven days of missing particles is destroying your game if you have a little bit of fun. We've said this in the past about other events. For example, uh, we have stated, handy, I will spend more, Bubba, you've said this too, I will spend more Tritanium in an event than I earn back if I have fun. Right? Correct. So the alliances who are dropping and hopping are probably not doing it for the rewards, but rather doing it to do something different, to do something to engage in a feature that's been dead for a year? Like, could they just be doing it for fun? And therefore, therefore the alliances that are ranked 20th through 25th, maybe they're doing it for fun, but maybe they're actually doing it because they do stand to actually win big because they've never had those types of prizes. We're looking at it from a lens of the rewards aren't worth it, but to a 20th-ranked alliance, maybe they really were. So, so DJ, I, I know that there, and you, you brought up someone, an example. I don't have a problem with someone who wasn't on the map that wins the event, right? They can drop all the pins they want, and, and they may even have contested for a couple of territories, and they might have even won and dropped. Like, they were not on the map. They, they have a reason to try and get on the map. Being on the map is useful. It serves a purpose, right? Sure That's it why does. why people do it. Sure. Right? So, so I don't have a problem with people who ended up winning the event because they dropped 40 pins over the course of, you know, uh, over the course of the week. Like, more power to you. That's the, that's the scoring mechanic that was put in there. Um, my problem is the is the mass disruption that the event caused and the top alliances that have the ability to kind of go in and wherever they want, right? Wherever they want. You know, you you do not I, I I get I'm guessing your alliance doesn't fear anyone on your alliance. Now you may have some individual battles where you can't beat an individual player. There's there's some level fifty bros that will obviously beat your ships handily, but I, I get the impression that you are uh, the most active and have among the most highest level players on your server. Is that correct? That is arguable. Um, okay. I Our server has two alliances that really could be number one on any given day. There are uh, there's us and there's IJ's alliance. IJ is the Admiral of JAG. He runs a great alliance. Him and Big are great buddies. The power on the server definitely resides for the most part. And and listen, our server, it, it is unique. There's extremely high level players in all of the top five alliances. Look at look at Wham, who's a regular here. Uh Wham, the alliance that you're sitting with right now, uh, let me look here. Power. <clears throat> Wham is what ops level? 53, 54? 52, help me remember, you're sitting in the fourth-ranked alliance. 
uh, less than one million power separates them from Wicked Witches Alliance in fifth place. All right. Um, and and Jag is is down a couple of hundred million, uh, not a couple hundred million. Sorry, can't speak. Yeah, I guess about three four hundred million in power, but are extremely competitive. And that number two ranked alliance has eighty seven members with one two three four five six seven eight nine players at fifty or higher. Okay, so <clears throat> to answer your question, I I don't want to say we are the number one alliance in power, but Jag beats us on the regular in various events. Okay. Um, and and they certainly have wonderfully powerful players who can whip most of us at any given time. Just like we've got a handful of players that can whip most of them. As a team, they're formidable. As a team, yep. Captain Bull's number three ranked alliance is formidable. The the top gosh, what do you think, Wham? The top six, maybe? Alliances on our server, I would designate as formidable. You know? Uh, Lumaflux says, man, that is unique. It would be cool to see some parody like that at the top. I know that there are there are servers um, where literally every VIP is in one alliance. That That does maybe take some of the fun out of it, right? Maybe. Sure. I, I think part of why 15, I don't know. Wham, if you had to, if you were offering a, a, an opinion, and IJ, I would ask you as well, uh, why is our power spread out over the top five alliances? I think it's because we we do want it to be fun, right? I, I, I kind of think. IJ, why have you not joined my alliance? You and Big are best friends. Why have you never joined? <laughs> foe, foe is is trying to start war here now. He's like, all I hear is DJ said Jag is better than Think. I'm going to hone in on that. I'm going to get that made into a mug. Order me a T-shirt. <laughs> all right. Uh, on the other hand, Wardod says, no way. That's not what he said. Think all the way. Number one. I don't know, really. Bubba Joe, so, why it is that way. But the, the short answer to your question is no. Jag, okay. Jammed, the Athenians, even Ravenclaw, any one of them could beat us on any given day. It, it's like the, the NFL playoffs, man. None of my top five or six teams are the Jets. <laughs> okay, none of them. All right. Wardod says, I really truthfully think early server development played a huge role in this. We were extremely social very early. We had early wars. Uh, Handy, you've, you've been dying for this story for a year. We had early wars. We had early kingmakers, if you will. Be- before territory was even a thing, we had the Dominion, the top five alliances on the server, Bubba Joe, exerting their will amongst the peons. All right? That was a thing. Uh, it quickly was broken up. And when that happened, the server... 
How was it broken up? It imploded. There was no agreement. There was no cohesion. Oh, okay. Um, everybody wanted to play a different way, and there was so much politicking. There was so much um, arguing about what policies should be that nobody could just play the game and have a little bit of freaking fun. It imploded. Uh, not without outside pressure. I don't want to. I don't want to dishonor history. There were multiple alliances warring us because of that. Uh, I say us. I I was was part of it. Um, but it it eventually went away. And when that happened, Captain Bull and Karkin both will will attest. It was actually me individually. This DJ Kitty who started this actual very Discord that you guys are sitting in right now, except it started as the Server 15 Party House. After that happened, we invited every player from every team onto this server. We had a leadership channel where people got to know each other. It became a friendly place. And I think because of that, relationships were formed, friendships were made, and nobody really gets super butthurt on this server. Like, really, they don't. There's disagreements. There's war. I mean, Bull, you're warring all the time. But I would still hesitate to say that anybody, to a large degree, right, Wham? Anybody on a, on a frequent degree of scale is truthfully, like, just absolutely butthurt. Most of the PvP, most of the warring is over skirmishes, disagreements, but for the most part, people are kind of adults at the end of the day. I think. So, sorry, well, didn't, didn't mean to get into a Server 15 history there, Bubba. Sorry. I just... That usually comes along with server uh, age, too. You know, people play together long enough, they get to know each other and yeah, our servers it's harder it's harder to get mad at somebody you know yeah our server's a day one server we're three years old everybody knows everybody what wardod says are we on the same server <laughs> wardod i remember when you were the terror on this server all right don't be playing like you don't got a history <laughs> so it, uh, I don't know. It is, it is strange. The culture here is different, which is why I've always been really braggy on 15. And I know, I know that it's not the norm for everybody, Bubba. I, I acknowledge that, which is why I rely on other players for these perspectives sometimes. I literally had a blast last time. And everybody we played with had a blast. It was healthy on our server. But I think that's because we don't approach it with malice. And I think that there are servers out there that approach territory with malice. And those are the servers where it's no fun. Personal opinion. Go, go, go. No, I, th there, there's absolutely that problem. So, I, you know, I think that the problem with this event doesn't lie in the desire to get people to move. I totally get that, and I understand that. The problem with the event is that the game doesn't contain, or doesn't appear to contain, because this is the easy way to do this, the ability to track of where you were and where you're going as it relates to territory capture. Because if it could do that, then you could say, hey, go take a territory right that you didn't previously own, and you get points 
but it's got to be connected to the territories you own or, you know, or you can obviously start over in a brand new tier one and move in that regard across the map and traverse the map, go find a new spot, get some abilities you haven't had before, make it a month long event of people moving organically around the map, uh, having fighting over territories. That's the event everyone wants. And I'm guessing that the reason they didn't do that event is that they don't have the ability to figure out where you were. Okay. <clears throat> so I, I think that it's an assumption. Uh, I will build that's entirely an assumption. Um, I, I, it's entirely possible that they have the ability and they chose to do this anyway. Um, but you know, my guess is that, you know, that there are limitations and this is their best way of trying to put this event together. I do not want to see it come back. I know I'm in the minority. I don't know there, if you. I don't know okay. if you are in the minority. Um, to be honest, it might be me. I don't know. I. I mean, my feedback that I have taken would indicate you're in the minority. But then there's other people. No one shall, for example, the, a fellow content creator and and a great connection to the community. He feeds back that his feedback has been overwhelmingly negative on this event. Rev, on the other hand, because we're talking about this today, we had a meeting about this. Rev, on the other hand, feels like his feedback has been majority positive on this. Needs tweaks, okay, not perfect, but good movement Good as far as territory, good movement as far as an event design, needs a couple of revisions, but should return. You know, so it's really interesting, depending on who you talk to, as to what perspective they may come with. And and I don't know sure. what the deciding factor is there. I honestly don't know what it is. But there is something that is separating the enjoyment for some of these players. And I personally have a theory that involves other players invoking their will on, on third parties. I mean, if you just let it play out and let people have fun and, and bash some ships and... and don't involve yourself and make decisions for the server. And again, please hear me. This is a personal opinion. I'm not speaking for Scopely, and I'm not speaking as, as talking Trek. I just personally feel that my server has more fun with it since we kind of let go of the politics. It is the wild, wild west in territory now. The only agreement is stay out if it doesn't involve you. We've done that, and... A lot of alliances seemingly are enjoying that experience more so. If you would like to try it, I would encourage you to run that social experiment. If it doesn't work for your server, then it doesn't work. It worked for mine. And maybe it can help you breathe life back into your server. I don't know. It, it's just, just an opinion. Uh, real quick, Handy, uh, real quick, Looter from the Kelvin Memorial Archive is here on our stage. Looter, go ahead with your comments very quickly before we move on. Go ahead. Yeah, so on my server, we actually had, um, we had so I'm in the number one alliance, and we actually ended up jumping around and um, getting some good points. On oh, he's muted. On this one. Um, but that was more so to block, because we're, we're at war with the second. Uh, DJ, unmute. Go ahead, Looter. Jesse was interrupting because he couldn't hear. Go ahead. Oh, right. Sorry. Hang on. So as I've been... Uh, whatever. Um, yeah, so yeah. So our lines ended up jumping around. We're, we're at war with... And I just lost you, Looter. Where'd you go? <laughs> Did I lose 
See now, yeah, I, I lost him too. Okay, Looter, we did have you, and then I booted Jesse because he was interrupting you, and then you disappeared. <laughs> all right, hang on. Up, oh, he's back. Right, there we go. Good Got you back. All right, third time's the charm, right? <laughs> That's right. Jesse was just predicting the future is what was happening there. <laughs> he knew you were <laughs> going to disappear is what happened. Go ahead. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so, so we're the uh, number one alliance on our server, and so we wanted to go deny the number two alliance the top spot for the event. So we were jumping around um, quite a bit and stuff, and no one else seems too interested in jumping around. But um, it's a lot of work to jump around and to take territories, even if there aren't people contesting. You've got to get your whole alliance organized. You've got to make sure you got the numbers. You've got to make sure you got to have the resources, um, and it's a massive time investment. Um, so as fun as it has been to do this event now twice this arc and have the um, slightly augmented one last arc, I'd be happy to not see it again for quite a while, like at least six months, maybe a year before we see it again. Um, but yeah, that's that's just my piece. And yes, Dragon Keeper, he did say fun. He did say fun. We had fun as well. It's possible for people to have fun in territory. I know it sounds crazy, Bubba Joe. Uh, Handy, go ahead with your final point uh, uh, on uh, Turf Wars. Well, oh, I was curious about your server just briefly. Um, you had said that essentially if it's not your business, stay out. Does that mean that your server is just all 1v1 and you have no allies helping anybody? Is that what you're saying? I cannot speak to the other alliances. Bull, you may be able to offer an opinion on this. For my alliance, for Big's alliance, we do not ally with anybody with regards to TC. We've got friends, of course, but we do not show up. All right, Our okay. deal with our power and our size Literally, and, and Bull can speak to this, if we showed up, whoever we were advocating for was likely to win. Okay, so that made it that made it impossible for Big's Alliance to not be considered a kingmaker. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like from that perspective, where he showed up, he would likely deliver a victory. So it was difficult for Big because he didn't necessarily really want that Kingmaker status, but we were advocating for teams. We were part of a coalition, so to speak. And actually, you may remember, at that time, I wasn't in Big's alliance. I actually opposed Big at that time. I played with Captain Bull, and we opposed Big's, uh, what did we call them? Coalition, I guess. I don't remember what it was. I was on the opposite side of that. All right, so I know firsthand I lost to Big a lot. All right. When Big decided that he would agree to to his alliance being a neutral non-party non-player. We are going to do what we want as far as taking the territories we want. If you have a territory we own, we will take it from you or try. Okay? but we were not going to inject our assistance or our help in anybody else's skirmish. So and that, that helped a lot of other people enjoy their game much more, right? I feel that it balanced the odds for other teams. There could still have been partnerships. There could have still been alliances. But when you take, you know, when you take 
how much power does does my alliance now represent when you take 3.3 billion power out of the equation it does just by default handy make it so that it could be a little bit more balanced somewhere else and if i had to guess if i had to guess i would imagine ij that uh, that jag probably did the same i I, ha- I don't pay attention to the map captain bull and and if you want to speak to this please feel free speak up all right i i don't personally make it a note to watch the other teams uh in their takeovers i don't even fly in but um i do talk to people and i know about some of the battles that happen and and i can tell you more often than not, and anybody on 15 could tell me, maybe true or not, more often than not, after a, a takeover that was contested and maybe even heavily battled and fought for, I see a lot of good games and that was fun and we'll get you next time in GC. And that's about, crazy enough, Bubba, that's about the only time that GC is actually healthy. Most of the time it's garbage. But after a good fight, after a good fight, it's usually pretty good sportsmanship in GC. It's like the only time that happens. So, I know we're weird. We're weird. Anyway, Handy, did you have another point that you wanted to make there? No, no, that was okay. it. I just wanted to kind of clarify and just let everybody hear, you know, if they're having issues on their server still, that maybe they could start talking again amongst themselves and set something like that up. Because what what we did on our server is similar and it seems that people are enjoying TC much more. One of the it big... seems to be more balanced and a little more fair on who has territory and who doesn't. Well, it, it actually puts, you know, it puts the merit of your territory on the shoulders of your alliance, you know, which, and, and listen for a smaller team, that's not always an option, right? I get the need for alliances. I understand that you guys will even remember. I encouraged alliances when this first came out. I did not anticipate server-wide conglomerations and coalitions. Uh, and, but I, even then, I wasn't necessarily opposed to it happening, Handy. All right? The reason that I became such an advocate against it is because the game didn't actually allow the function of TC. Lag would prevent players from even being able to play by, by our server eliminating most of the people who were just showing up just to show up, it actually made TC playable. Last week, or the week before, when we actually played, and Wham, I think you were in one of those that were heavy like that, we played, and we actually were able to fight, right? Like, yeah. it, it, it wasn't it wasn't the best. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't perfect. But, but Wham, we were able to actually PvP. It was possible. It was possible. So, anyway, Bubba Joe, I'm going to give you the final word. We got to move on. I didn't, you know, I appreciate everybody's conversation on this. Clearly, it's something that probably needs to be discussed more down the road, Bubba Joe. Uh, but I'm going to give you the final word without interruption, and we're going to move on because I got holiday events and stuff that I got to do. So, uh, what I want to say is that I think everyone is is happy to acknowledge that territory capture has flaws. And everyone wants it to be better, whether it's a fixing of the lag, whether it's making events rewards better for doing events in TC, whether it's having good battles, whether it's managing who can participate. Everyone wants territory capture to be better. 
that's the that's the big takeaway from this is that we appreciate the effort and some people liked this sounds like maybe some people or maybe even a slight majority did not and I think that's the lesson needs to be taken that we we still want territory capture to be better we still want it to be relevant it just needs to be better than it is I think that's the big takeaway very good. I appreciate that. Folks, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, I do indeed have hints for you on the holiday events that are coming up. Plus, I want to do a real quick check-in, Bubba Joe, with Recruit the Terran Empire, the first material spend auction that we have had in almost 90 days, and the scores are reflecting it, aren't they, Bubba Joe? kind of crazy sure Mm -mm. i'm gonna tell you what this santa kitty did today that may in fact make somebody including possibly even myself throw up in my mouth just a little bit okay it's very very possible we're gonna talk about that coming up right after this break my name is ultimate djs you're listening to talking trek live star trek fleet command's official podcast back in a second hang on don't go anywhere This program is made possible in part by a grant from Simcoe Chemical Corporation, makers of trihydroxide dexandrolene metachloride diacetate. Now more than ever, the smart choice over hydrobromide hexidoxamine chloronitrate. The following is a public service announcement. Attention parents, the following is a list of the most dangerous Christmas toys of 2021. Please listen closely so you win this match. The Jussie Smollett self-boxing ring can lead to bruised faces and bruised reputations. And do not let your kids near the Hunter Biden easy-baked oven. (coughs) Donald Trump's Stop the Steal Monopoly Edition is a laugh riot, but you could go directly to jail. And whatever you do, please steer clear of the Toy Story Alec Baldwin Cowboy Woody Edition. I didn't know there was a crime scene. Follow these tips and you'll be sure to end up on the nice list this Christmas. This has been a public service announcement. Blue. 
Merry Christmas. Sing down the Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy holidays. Or maybe just happy last week of December, Baba Joe. Whatever your affinity is this time of year, I hope it's amazing. Yes. Can I celebrate a happy week off from work? Yeah, happy week off from work. That's good. Happy Wednesday. That's good, too. Happy Hippopotamus Appreciation Day. That could be it, too. Yes, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. No, it's uh, it's not Shirley Temple, although it does have that sound. That is Gail Peavy, and that song is about as timeless. I'm surprised that some of you guys haven't heard of that before. Has, are there people that have not heard the hippopotamus for Christmas song? Hippopotamus. Isn't there a remake? Hippopotamus. I don't know if there's a remake or not. Wham has never heard that. Oh my goodness gracious! Dragon Keeper says I've never heard of that. How do you <clears throat> do you listen to Christmas music on the radio? Like like in your hometown, do you listen to on Sirius XM or or is like you know Christmas music not your thing? Because I can't imagine if you do listen to Christmas music like on the radio or something like that, then you would have heard this song. It's been playing for like seventy years. Like <laughs> oh, Jesse says one out of ten would not recommend. <laughs> Jesse, that's terrible. That's I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Do you I mean they play something other than, Do you um, mean they play something other than Mariah Carey on uh, on the radio? I can't believe At that Christmas your radio time? station hasn't played this song before. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> La Ravager says I give that song a D. That's horrible. This is one of the best ones ever. It's terrible. <laughs> That's crazy. All right. Very quickly. We got to wrap up. We don't have a whole lot of time left. Uh, one other thing that I real quick. Just, you know what? Five minutes on this. But where did Bubba Joe? There he is. Bubba Joe, five minutes on this. All right. One yep. event that was revised, reiterated, and released a gazillion percent better than the first run was the away team's assignment battle pass event. Real quick, 60 seconds on that, Bubba. How did you find the event? Did you find it pleasing the second time around? Uh, provide your 60 seconds for the feedback. Go ahead. Uh, 60 seconds, I would say it is better. Um, but I still have a problem with single day battle pass or single day away teams assignments events, even though this one was a better iteration. Dare I ask why they give you the currency, man? Why? So there is no guarantee you will get the level of assignment that you need to complete the event efficiently. Okay. That's my problem with it. So the, I, I get it. They're giving you speed ups. It makes it a little bit easier. I get it. I still, uh, because there's only two natural refreshes, because there's the refresh tokens are not sourced, because, because you have no control on the types of assignments you will get. It is still a random draw. One day is not long enough to work that mechanic effectively. <clears throat> All right. If I may, Bubba Joe. Your ops 52, your requirement was 3,200 points, correct? Yes. 3,200 points. And your issue is even if I got an epic, it might be a five-day epic. It's not efficient for me. It's not what I want to do, correct? Correct. All right. So <clears throat> according to my notes, you at ops 52 – could have completed this event 
with six uncommons and one common, for example, or potentially, uh, let's say, four uncommons and six commons. I mean, they made your 50-plus milestone, Bubba Joe, feasibly completable with uncommons. And and yes, and you're not good with that. So I, again, I. So my problem with the ATA, it, it is a fundamental problem with ATAs being a one day event, and and to me, I'm going to say something that may not be you know completely outrageous, and people may not have thought about. I don't see a reason that if they want to run an ATA Battle Pass event, that it can't be two days long. You know, crazy enough, that was discussed. Uh, and the thinking was that players would lose their minds because Battle Pass events have always been one day. And what happened this month for the first time ever, we saw a Jelly Brawl 48-hour event, and players lost their minds. When you do something new, Bubba Joe, there's always that learning curve. Like, there's, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's always that adjustment. Um I kind of feel like the reiteration, what they did with these points, what they did with these points made made it so easy for so many players. I mean, now, Bubba, I, I am going to fundamentally assume that you had no problem with this event. No, because, because I have active ATAs that are going. You got active ATAs constantly. that are always going. That they're always going, they're always ready to cycle in and out, and perhaps, maybe, since you are, you know, a co-host of of this highly ranked content and education for this game, that you may potentially, possibly, have kept maybe one or two potential failures even in the bank, maybe not even a failure, but maybe kept a crap one day epic just sitting at the top not taking up a slot because you let the natural refresh go. I mean, that's what that's what I've done here. Someone told me the other day that I don't want to I, – I can't ignore all the good assignments. I don't want to keep them in a bank. Guys, I'm with you. All right, I don't typically compete in these solo leaderboards. All right, the, the video that we made is if you really want to go hard at a solo leaderboard, if you just want to be prepared for a solo milestone or a battle pass event like Bubba Joe's talking about, you know what you can do, okay? It doesn't even need to be a one-day. It could be a three-day. It could be a five-day. Who cares because it's not going on right now. Do a crap epic that you don't care about the rewards on and let it sit for all eternity. It literally doesn't, right. it doesn't take up a spot because on the next thought- refresh, you're going to get your assignment slot back. Just keep a crap epic that you don't care about in the bank at all times, and this event will 100% of the time be completable. And when that solo milestone is over, pick you another crap epic and let it run naturally for five days or three days or one day or however long it's going to take, and then just let it sit. You'll always be ready. I, I, I cannot fail this event, Bubba Joe. This event was so flipping easy, especially after... We were able to 
give players a couple of ideas on on strategy and how they could be prepared for it. Like it, this event, we we had tons of people in this chat talking about talking about people completing this entirely on failures. I just cannot so, not give this event literally a ninety nine point two percent passing grade. This event is vastly improved over its first run, but that wasn't the question you asked me. Yeah, I asked if it so, was if it if if it satisfied you. And the answer to that is no, but it is vastly improved over what ran the first time. Okay, uh, so you're right. You're right, Neelix. If you get epic ATAs, if you don't get epic ATAs, if you do not get epic ATAs, then you are ops thirty-eight and down. Correct? Is that correct? That means, sir that you are ops 38 or down and your battle pass required 1,300 points, which means you could do the exact same strategy with a rare. A rare was worth 900 points out of your necessary 1,300. The other 400 points could be satisfied with two commons. Two commons. Now, if somebody, Bubba Joe, comes and tells me that they can't do two commons within 24 hours, I'm going to say... Wrong. Fake news. You're that, you're doing AJ, it in that's, error. That's provided that people know that they can cue it ahead of time. Most people don't know that. Handy. Oh, man, if I've said it once, I've said it a million times. We can put the information out there. We cannot make players consume it. Okay. No, if if not. a player if a player wants to be better at this game, they're going to learn the game. Okay. Well, let me put this, it like game, this. this game this game I feel like that's a trick. Like like letting putting starting an epic or a rare and just letting it sit there with one officer in there that you never use and you don't care if it wins or loses. That's that's a workaround. That's gaming the system. That's that's not how this event should be played. It's probably are intended to disagree be played. They're probably not intended to be able to have them banked up like that. Disagree a million percent. It, it, no, now, okay. maybe maybe the intent, Bubba. I'm not going to say that I disagree with the intent, but but doesn't matter. That's how it works. And Handy, to your point, the reason I disagree with that is if it's if that's how it works, then it doesn't matter what the intent was. If this is the function, if this is the mechanic, then players can learn it and use it. It's no different than than learning how to to raid a base or learning the triangle or learning the PVP busters or learning any one of a million other mechanics in this game. It is a mechanic that exists. And if you want to guarantee your success, then you need to learn it. I agree with you. I agree with you to a point, but I'd still argue that a good 75% of players don't know that you can even do that. And even if they did know, let's just assume everybody knows nine times out of ten people are just going to forget until the event pops up then the event pops up and they go and do the event which is okay for most people but then you've got the people that just can't because they don't have the resources can and why don't they have the resources why don't they have the resources and it i'm I'm not i'm not trying to say that the event is bad i'm saying it's good I, i think it's fine i think it's totally fine how it is regardless of how you approach it so okay. I, I don't agree with Bubba that it's not satisfactory. I think it's totally satisfactory, but I do also feel that it 
the way you're talking about it, I don't think that is the like I don't know how to describe it the correct way to do it. It's kind of kind of I don't know cheesy. I don't know. It's just so weird. let me let this me let me offer make... fine. Let me offer one alternative then. Maybe a more legitimate way to play for those of you who have that perspective. How about you just engage, Bubba Joe? How many assignments are currently running for you at this very moment? Six. How many assignments were you running for you at this very moment 24 hours ago? Uh, eight. How many assignments were running for you at this very moment 48 hours ago? Uh, probably eight. Okay. How many assignments are you able to claim on a daily basis? Average. Oh, probably three, three or four. Okay. I Guys, keep a cycle going. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you. That's all I'm after. Guys, did you hear what he said? He's actively engaged with this mechanic. So, yes, if you never play ATAs and you have no speed-ups because you don't ever do that daily and you never claim the currency, then, yeah, I would expect you to struggle with this event. We spent the first entire half of the show talking about event ships and where you should engage and where you should, should be able to start utilizing mechanics. This is no different this is an event that is designed to encourage the participation in a mechanic a mechanic that you should be at least trying to dabble in on a daily basis all right there is a daily for completing an assignment you should be completing at least one assignment every single day to the player who says i've not seen a common less than 12 hours in three weeks okay Fine, maybe, maybe, I find that extremely unlikely, but maybe you still got points for uncommons and you still got points for rares. And if you're 39 plus, you still got points for epics. All right. And, and no, Captain Oblivious, I can't say that. Chalk this one up to save everything until you get paid for it. Maybe possible. A leaderboard, sure. If you're going to do this in leaderboard. This is one of those, Bubba, I can't get behind doing it in a leaderboard form because I'm not going to give up that many officers. I need my officers. So this is one that I probably am acknowledging now. I'll never do real well in one of these as a leaderboard because I'm not going to let my officers sit around forever. All right. That said, this I recommended 144 hours of speed-ups in the bank. Bubba Joe recommended 120. With these modified point mechanics, Bubba Joe, you could easily cut it in half. You don't have to save forever just to do a battle pass event. These mechanics literally almost doubled their available points. This event was super obtainable. Just, just, no, engage. If you're claiming your assignments every day, you're fine. You're fine. All right. <clears throat> there we go. Um, Bubba Joe, I... I'm surprised. I really didn't expect any opposition to that. I thought that one came out really well. Um, but that's okay. Listen, heads up. So, you're going to see it again. So like it or love it or <laughs> hate it, I don't, I don't care. It will be back multiple times. So get ready that's for that. That's fine. So, and again, like like you said, was it difficult for me? No. I was able to do it easily because I have a constant flow of ATAs that I'm doing. Um, just like when a hostile event comes up, I have a constant mechanism of hitting hostiles so I can work that into my system. Uh, as you recall, I was not 
a proponent of ATAs when they launched. I think the traits have made them significantly better. Oh, and by the way, the daily that you can collect gives you trade XP so that you can advance your traits. The mechanic has improved. It is worth your while to invest in it. But I ha- but but because you have to prepare for this event, I and I do believe you do have to prepare for this event. I don't like it as a battle pass event and as a one day event, it has too much of a random element. Like it would be like saying you have to go hit 52s and you fly to a system that may not always spawn 52s. Right? That's my problem with the event is there's too much of a random element that you either have to prepare ahead of time and have a constant flow of information, a constant flow of ATAs that you can complete, or you have to hope that something pops right when you need it uh, that is the level and the number that you need. That's, again, it's a fundamental flaw with the event had has very little to do with the scoring, although the, I thought the scoring was much better this time around than the previous time. Okay, good. Thank you. Um... I don't know if we're going to have time to get to recruit the Terran Empire, but we can certainly talk about that uh, on another day when it's all wrapped up. I was merely just kind of curious what you guys were looking at and seeing as far as scores. Uh, But I do need to give you some hints on the holiday events that are upcoming. Uh, Because that's what I want to do here as we get ready to wrap up the show. (laughs) The jingle dogs. (laughs) It makes me smile. All right. Um, yeah, Santa Kitty giving you your Christmas hints. And maybe, possibly, perhaps, you could have maybe guessed based off the conversation for the last five minutes that there will indeed, Bubba Joe, possibly be an event. A holiday event? A holiday event. That may reward players, maybe, for participating in this mechanic. There could potentially be a milestone. There could potentially... Hold on, I'm reading reading my notes. (laughs) I didn't read this super well. <laughs> Joe, I, I probably should have read this during the last commercial say, break. As, were you too busy preparing the commercials? You forgot to read. The yeah, notes? I probably should have should have read this during the commercial break instead. Hang on, let me finish finish reading this. Okay, you know what? Completely ignore everything I just said. I'm so 100% totally wrong. It's not. It's not coming up for the holiday event. I was very wrong. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, so now I've got to totally rethink what I was actually wanting to to reveal to you because that that was kind of the, that was the whole point, right? It's the whole point. That was the whole point of that segment. Uh, well, I mean, so what what it sounds like you're trying to say, <laughs> if I can, can if I can sum up, is that ATAs are not going anywhere. You should prepare to do ATAs. You should prepare to be regularly doing ATAs and figure out ones that you want to go do. And, you know, we've had some shows on that. We can have more. Like, do ATAs. There is a benefit. I don't do things in this game that don't have a benefit. You know, take my example. I I no longer hit Eclipse because I've maxed out I'm that I'm really sorry. I'm getting no cussed longer- at. I'm getting cussed at in the chat. I'm really sorry. I know. 
Okay, may do I, things that have value. ATAs have value. There that's, you go. That's the that's A, the summation. ATAs have value. You can prepare yourself for them. Okay, you can, and perhaps, perhaps listen to me. Maybe Bubba Joe. It's a holiday event that's not Christmassy, but is still coming very soon. Possibly is where I was getting my notes mismatched up. Okay, just saying. And perhaps, perhaps there could potentially be possibly the currency that allows you to enhance your ATA experience may potentially score points. Ooh. I like that sound. Maybe possibly. And not just because it's Mannheim Steamroller. It's a very good sound. I can also tell you Actually, I'm not supposed to be telling you anything, uh, but I, but 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 I also will tell you that Scopely has something nice. I was asked this question earlier today, Bubba Joe. I was asked, "Are players going to like the holiday events better than the Thanksgiving Day events?" And I simply answered, "Yes." There will well, be. There will be what appears to be a decent selection of prizes available. And of course, you will be able to earn the ability to acquire these items. Could I sound any more ridiculous right now trying to make this up as I go? (laughs) There could in fact be, maybe possibly, Officer shards available. There maybe could be blueprints available. There could maybe be go-go juice available. And then again, maybe maybe none of those things could actually be happening. (laughs) So basically, anything (laughs) in the history of the Earth could happen or not. I mean, since I'm not allowed to tell you a daggone thing, yeah, I'm going to go with that. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> since I can't. And, and are summed it up very well. <laughs> since I can't say anything <laughs> legally. There you go. Okay. Expect anything. I will tell you, I'm not. Nah, I, I've said too much already. It's good. Should we expect the unexpected? I've already told you possibly one thing that you should be preparing for. We've taught a mechanic on how to do it. We've taught you how to effectively spend it and what assignments you'll get the most benefit from by doing it in a certain way. And that could happen anywhere between now and the end of the year, Bubba Joe. I mean, it's a very wide window. Yes, it is. The whole remaining year, 2021. You never know when something could pop up. 
I mean, listen. It's certainly possible that you want to make sure you got plenty of resources. Maybe war will break out on your server. Make sure you, you have heard it here first. Make sure you got all the resources. Make sure you have plenty of stuff mined. Okay? Dilithium and Tritanium. Parsteel and Mycelium. Raw G3 and G4 materials. You never know when you might have to spend a bunch of it. You should always be prepared. This is one of my favorites. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Jesse says, I'm so lost on what we're heading towards. I think maybe that was kind of the point because I was not authorized to tell you anything. So I just had to pull a bunch of stuff out of a hat and see what stuck. It was like I took a bowl of spaghetti, slung it against the wall. We're going to see what sticks. You know what's DJ. sticky? You know what's sticky? Raw hydrocarbons. That's sticky. Okay? It's nasty. You want to refine that into really pretty, beautiful diamonds and things like that. Crystals. You need to have that stuff refined and ready to go. It's always such a, a nice little treat. A bonus when you're able to find a little extra of it, you know? It's, Ladies and gentlemen, Bubba Joe, Merry Christmas to you all. And whatever it is that you celebrate, if anything, if not, Happy Wednesday. We won't be DJ. having a show this coming Sunday. Yeah, Bubba Joe, quickly, you got I, 60 I seconds think, to wrap up. I'm going to go out with this no. song. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I, I think you should uh, tell people uh, what I got in my package today. <laughs> uh, we sent him a bottle of salt. That's right. <laughs> I sent him, show him the picture. I sent him it's a bottle a, of I'll, salt. I'll the picture for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, <laughs> it's a very, it's, it's very nice sea salt. Okay. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, please. I'm not going to have time to wrap up on this, but you know what? We'll go out with this. Maybe I'll play. You know what? Maybe there's another one. Is there another one? This is one of my favorites. Maybe the. We could do the Nutcracker or the Christmas Cannon. Man, they're so good. But we are going to go out with this. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do our show for today. We will talk about the Terran, Recruit the Terran Empire event coming up uh, on another show. Obviously, people were extremely pent up with their materials, Bubba Joe. Bubba Joe, how many points do you have in the Lorca auction? Uh, well, that's a good question. I think I just passed my milestone. So, uh, oh my. yeah, 2.5 million. Oh I'm my! To, but I'm holding back. I'm I'm really holding back. I've got a number of Insta scores, right? Uh, ship components, things like that. What I've done right now is just research that required uncommon materials. So, um, so I will wait towards the end to do my Insta scores that I can hopefully leapfrog everyone. Um, I may ask very quickly as we get ready to wrap up the show if anybody can remember Ultimate DJ's ops level as of the last YouTube stream. Anybody? 
I may have done a thing. Uh, Dragon Keeper says I was 40. That was incorrect. I, in fact, was Ops 41, DJ Gurr. By the end of this event, Bubba Joe, I will probably be Ops 44. <laughs> and why I was telling you earlier, I have clearly banked a little bit too much, possibly. Did you maybe camp out a little bit too long? I might have camped just a little bit too long. Uh, I am sitting currently at Ops 43, and I have more than enough to do all of my docks, which means... <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> which means... Dude, no lie, I still have 140 billion steel in tokens. I got plenty of materials, wow. and... I could potentially be Ops 4. My pylum just got a heck of a lot closer. I don't even know where it all came from. I mean, I do spend a little bit of money. I don't spend crazy money. But I just kept clicking today. I just kept going. I put up a hundred I put up 14 million points, Bubba Joe. And I'm nowhere near done. I still got four more docks to do. And I can do it all. And I can punch Ops 44 for this auction. So I might be. I might be a 44 going into the new year. I'm kind of excited about it. I've blown a bunch of stuff. So we're going to see. Is this happening on your server? Have you guys not been able to spend long enough? <laughs> no, Oblivious. I'm not. Don't think so. Colonel Ark says it's about time. I've clearly been holding myself back a little bit. Definitely. I didn't think I had this much, but yeah. Thank you, Jazzmeister. I might Captain. Look, Captain Planet went up three ops levels. Thank you, buddy. All right, there you go. Well, see, now, Cruzito, I'm not building any ships throughout this range. That's why I can kind of blindly just go. I'm not building a ship until ops 46. I decided to skip the uncommon. That was my original plan, was skipping the uncommon and going straight for the rare. I've got my jelly. I'm just going to ride it. I decided I, I, th I was tempted by building a, a 42 Uncommon and Big Country helped talk me off the ledge. He reminded me why my plan was my plan to begin with and I decided I'm going to stick with it. I am a hoarder. I decided I'm going to stick with it and golly, Ops 46 got a heck of a lot closer today. So, yeah, look at Jesse. Went 49 to 52 this month. Master Blaster, 41 to 44 today. I refuse to spend if I'm not getting paid for it. Master Blaster, thank you. Look at that. Wardod went from level 5 to level 14 today. Congratulations to you, buddy. <laughs> I know. Guys, thank you all very much. I'm going to bounce out of here now, and I'm going to invite you all to visit our website at TalkingTrekSTFC.com. There you can find a link over to our YouTube channel where we do, in fact, have some great content and great learning opportunities for you, plus some videos coming up including an event guide video, Bubba Joe, for your holiday events. Ooh. An event guide video will drop for your holiday events coming up very, very soon. That way you'll know what's happening. You will know how to play, and you will be ready and know what is going to be available to you during this coming holiday event 
All right, that is coming up. And I do want to say thank you, and, and I hope you have just a, a wonderful week off of work, Bubba Joe. I would like to, at this time, say thank you to the patrons who have visited our website at TalkingTrekSTFC.com and have donated at a level of $5 or more per month to the success of this show as we close out Season 2 and enter 2022 and Season 3 of being Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. I'm honored to be your host, and thank you so much for making this show what it has become today. I would like to thank the players who financially contribute to this show, including Gregor, JC, Chuck Sagrunt, Hank, Ibeglin, Venkman, Big Country, Ska, Stevens, Aaron, Dark Lord, Ahab, Fukum, Thorn, Virtual Army, Jay Bird, DJ Gurr, Red 2, Unhani, Dunk, Bojack, Ape, Crush, Jonathan Ingram, Tammy Moza, Regis, Lady Kess, Engineering Free Philly, Hudson, Morpheus, Doc31, Cam, Coulter, Z-Man, Jetski, Wingnut, CCXN, Fluffy Puma, Devil's Advocate, Goofy Names Rock, Raxnar, Striker, Jerry Ryan, Be Ready, Indy Dandy, Quack Fu, Kingo101, Callus, Commander Taylor, Maztec, Damadarks, Blue Mandalorian, The Professor, Chronic Break, Spock the Avenger, Medic213, Stony Dude, Fog and Farts, Bubba Joe, Crazy Bob, Rude Dude, Arian, Judge Crin, Galen, Cobra, Splatsu, Eden, Sentinel, Y-Man, Ripper Goes 24 Hours for Christmas, <laughs> Con Air, Iris Jack, Vinius, Giovanni, Dragon Slayer, Lord Neelix, Lord Pete, Lobot, The Egger, Storm, Harshest Procedure, Lugga, Sub Commander, Doug, This Fella, Captain Jack, Dr. Link, Highway Empire, Velvet Thunder, Right Turn Clyde, your mom, <laughs> Royal Power, Scarlet Hawk, Young Ducat, Barenzo, Seven of Nine, Lube, A Fox, Bills Mafia, E Rock, Midhead, The Clueless One, Warren, Hugs and Cuddles, Gator, Evil Dragonfly, Shady Pines, Gopher, Counselor Q, Iron Chef, Yusuke, Nothing Better, A Fistful of Jedi, Q Tip, Handy, Louis P, Hopes, Hammerhead, Captain Oblivious, Auto Obsession, Right Turn Clyde, Bake Llama, G-Force, I Kill You, I Kill You, Bayonetta, Raza Hound, Just Playing Garrick, JT-10, Bamenkis, Cabacor, Colgan, Baba, Incoet, Bayonetta, Beaver Beaver, Harry Nelson, Her Harry Nelson, Harry Selson, thank you, Dak, LA Ravager, Captain Stevens, Synchronicity, Admiral Poops A Lot, Barracuda, Prime, Sand Coffin, Zuzu, Tosh, Stormbringer, Bernard, Tigora, Liam, and Anesius. Thank you especially to the newest members of our Gold Patron Club who have joined here and support this channel. To join this club, visit us online at TalkingTrekSTFC.com. Click on the button to become a patron. Thank you guys all so very much. Hope you have a wonderful whatever. Wonderful holiday, week off, Merry Christmas, just love somebody next to you. My name is Ultimate DJs. I'm your friendly neighborhood cat person for Talking Trek, a registered trademark and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. We are Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. God bless you. Love you. Merry Christmas. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.